0: welcome to the second episode yes two. so hell has frozen over midwest uh of over a couple of drinks i'm your co-host bill henning and with me as always is my other co-host chris birch and our purple skinned alien sitting on a galactic rock throne that may look like josh brolin and talk like josh brolin for this is ben lb griffiths say hello lb hello <laughs> How's him? that's him uh so before we introduce our two very special guests that, as I think I quoted saying, we love to hate and hate to love, uh, Birch, why don't you tell us real quick what the overall topic of the day is?
1: Overall topic. So as most people should know, um, recently, within the last few months, Marvel and DC, two big uh, comic book movie companies, have put out their slates for the next five-ish so years. So we have, a, we have basically, we are ladies and gentlemen, we are entering the next few years are just going to be all about the comic book movies, and this is a good and bad thing, and we're going to talk about that today.
0: Yep, so let's dive in and meet our guest real quick up first, the only person that could actually be considered internet famous, uh, as he is on his own podcast, the Limit Break Radio, Limit Break Radio, check him out at limitbreakradio.com. Also check out his very cool uh, cosplay Facebook page, Charmed and Dangerous where you can check out his really badass Star-Lord costume. Welcome, Mr. Robbie Pollock, to the show. Hey, what's up? Yep, and uh, he may be shirtless, and he may be drinking a milkshake. Welcome, Mr. Chris Krause, to the show. You're not going to say anything, you son of a bitch?
2: Krause, this is a podcast. We don't yeah, have, you, we don't have you
0: you video. Yep, hey. there we go. How are you doing, everybody? Listen, right. listen, just real listen, real quick. Listen, real quick. you know What? <laughs>
2: I-, I like that he waved. That, that was my favorite part.
3: <laughs> I do. I, love- yeah, I come from a long history of shirtless performers, uh, include, you know, Matthew McConaughey, mostly just him.
0: <laughs> so the reason why I wanted these two guys on today was because, um, well, let's say Robbie uh, posted a while ago that Gotham, the TV show, was good, and... He's kind of a nerd, and he knows what he's doing, and honestly, we want his fame, so we're trying to get off the ground. So that's why Robbie's here, but Krauss is here because he was one of the core reasons why I wanted to start this show, because many years ago, Krauss and I actually figured out The Dark Knight Rises before it came out. True story. Where, back in the day when everyone was talking, Johnny Depp Riddler, um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, God bless his soul, Penguin... Mm -hmm. Cross said, you know what I really want to see? I want to see Christopher Nolan do Bane. And I was like, that'd be interesting. That'd be cool to see. And I said, I just saw this movie. I think he'd be good. I just saw Bronson starring Tom Hardy. I think Tom Hardy could mm-hmm. move for an awesome Bane. Yeah. I kid you not.
3: And this was before Inception came out, too. Yes, this was
0: before Inception a little bit later, they had the shortlist for Catwoman. There was like eight people, and Anne Hathaway's on there. And I was like, I really just want to see Anne Hathaway as Catwoman. But the winner, mm-hmm. the winner that takes it all, is Krause goes to me right after Inception. He's like, I want to see, what's that actress's name?
3: Um, Oh, uh, Mary Cotillard.
0: Yeah, I want to see her as
3: Talia Agul. Mm-hmm.
0: It's true. We predicted that movie 110%. So, <laughs> that's why I wanted him on here. He's a good friend of mine. We've nerd-raged for a lot of things. So, let's just jump right into it. Mr. Birch, why don't you talk to us about what's on tap tonight?
1: Yo, on tap tonight we've got uh several little topics. Um from Robbie, we've got uh triple X underscore Dr. Doom underscore triple X. So basically we'll be talking about um Doctor actually Robbie, would you mind talking about that one, just like what that is exactly?
2: Yeah. Uh essentially the topic is about how much should uh Movies change the source material. And the prime example example would be Dr. Doom being a angry internet blogger. It hurts just saying it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, um, another topic from Robbie is uh, way too good of a cast. Um, again, quick, give a quick read. Yep.
2: Um, the up. inspiration for this was uh, actually Grant Gustin as Barry Allen on The Flash. And basically when you have an actor that... I don't want to say embodies a character because I don't know a whole lot about Flash, but I'm pretty sure that he doesn't. He's not exactly the way that Grant Gustin portrays him, which I'm perfectly okay with because he is just absolutely amazing to watch.
0: Right. And then Robbie just changed his last topic to like five minutes ago. So Robbie, what's your third topic? The
2: other topic is about this stupid, stupid article that I read on Yahoo the other day about how every single Marvel movie released is exactly the same.
0: All right. And those and are Robbie's stuff. Uh. Yeah.
1: Um. Chris Krause's topics are, are the the handling of the Marvel verse in general, the handling of the DC verse in general, the movie verses, and also yeah. uh, the idea of reverting rights back to Marvel for other characters, which have been handed up. Fox, etc., And whether or not that's a good or a bad thing. Um, yes. Uh, and Bill, we got some, we got Let's Talk Deadpool, we got Black White <laughs> who Cares, and we got Marvel Phase 2 rewrites.
0: All right. So, we got so, a full night. So what we're going to do is we're going to do a little different from the first episode. We're going to take one person. In this case, it's going to be Birch. He's going to pick a topic we want to talk about. That person's going to start us in on this topic. And when we feel like we're getting a little redundant, we're going to have that person pick a new topic. So, cool. so Birch, So Popcorn,
1: Chris Krauss. Um, Let's talk Marvelverse.
3: Marvelverse. All right. Um, and I'd like to approach two different aspects of this, too. I think you can't talk about Marvel and DC without also talking about television and film. Um, I want to start off film, obviously, because it's a big thing on everyone's mind, especially with the new announcements and what's coming out. Um, The Marvelverse right now, I think right off the bat, I want to talk about what's obviously good about this. I mean, I think all of you guys can agree with me that growing up as kids, we never thought we would see a film verse that essentially does what the comics did. You know, we have a connected universe. We have a through line. They've made a whole universe that really no other film has ever tried to do. Barring maybe James Bond a little, but not really. Like, let's be real. The, you know, the, the connection between those movies is pretty loose. Um, and that really is amazing. I mean, the fact that they pulled it off, you know, 10 years ago, if you would ask me if this was possible, I'd say no. So they have done an amazing job with that. Um, and obviously the thought that Marvel put into this stuff is really incredible. Um, especially, like, again, you know, as a, as a comic nerd, you grow up and you don't ever, who thought we would get an Avengers movie? I mean, I think I was in the theater with all of you guys except Robbie um, when we saw it, and that was just an amazing moment, you know.
0: Yeah, to see it actually pulled off or something that yeah. could have, that could have gone really, really wrong. And a lot of people harp on it saying that all of the Avengers is a gimmick movie, but yeah, it's a gimmick movie that paid off. It yes, really, and, it,
1: and it really got built up too well, and that's what. Did yes, it. yes,
3: yes. Well, because you know that if. You know, after Iron Man, because after Iron Man, you knew something was going to happen. But after Iron Man, if Captain America or Thor had hardcore bombed, we might not have gotten an Avengers. And Marvel was planning for that.
0: It's true, yeah. And I remember across when we were talking when when it was that year of uh, Cap and Thor that -hmm. also Green Lantern was out. And you and I both hedged our bets on saying that. If any one movie was going to fail that summer, it was going to be Thor, not yeah. not Captain America or Green Lantern. And boy, yeah. well, were we wrong.
3: We were. Because well, we, we knew that out of those three characters, they're all very hard to do. And we thought that, you know, one of them, we thought one was going to fail. We yes. thought at least one of them was going to fail. Which we um, were right on. Yes, we were right on. We just weren't right on which one. Surpri- you know, it was a pleasant surprise because it got us um, Tom Hiddleston in one of arguably the best, you know, comic villains we've seen in a long time. Um, yeah. Now, shifting gears a little bit, because, again, we can talk forever. We can talk about, you know, Robert Downey Jr. Kind of going back, you know, Robbie said for a little bit, he's a character that I think even transcends the likability of a comic book character and makes it more interesting. You know, we can talk about all the good stuff, you know, on and on. But um, I actually want to get down a little bit to, I think, some of the necessary negatives that I think Marvel faces. Um, one that I know me and Bill have talked about at length that I do think they're overcoming a little bit right now, but is the tendency for Marvel to play it a little too safe sometimes. Um And I want to hedge this by saying I do think they're kind of growing out of this, but during Phase 2 in particular, when you had Iron Man 2, you had, um you know, Iron Man 2 and 3, I guess. Uh, 3, I guess, would be Phase 2, if you know if we're going with it. Um, Cap, uh, Thor 2, you know, a lot of these movies. And then... You know, I'll blend them together. The first Cap and first Thor are all good, but none of them really took any risks, I want to say. They're very good movies, and none of them were bad. But after a while, they did sort of kind of, you know, I wanted to see more. The first Iron Man, I think, did take a little bit of a risk, you know, making a little bit of a political statement, you know, tying it to current political events, things like that. Um, With Guardians of the Galaxy and Cap 2, I think they've got out of that. But I can also see how that's a a pitfall for them, Okay,
0: you know? Why don't we, why don't we talk about what phase three is and kind of jump, yeah. in, jump into that idea. So we have, uh, after Avengers two, age of Ultron, it goes Ant-Man
4: mm-hmm.
0: and then it goes Captain America, civil war. Yes. Doctor strange. Then the following year is guardians of the galaxy Two, Thor, Ragnarok, black Panther. Then 2018 is Avengers infinity wars. Part one. Captain Marvel, The Inhumans, and then in 2019, Avengers Infinity War Part 2. So, yes. why don't we just dive in here right now, and what does everybody feel about this topic? Are we, we haven't heard from Robbie from across this topic, but let's keep things open. For, so, Robbie, what do you think about that phase three?
2: Uh, I'm excited about it for a few reasons. Obviously, we have all the major staples of uh, what's made the Marvel Universe work so far. You know, we have Cap in there, which obviously is going to have a, uh, uh, where Iron Man's going to play a big role in um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, but at the same time, you have things like Doctor Strange, uh, Captain Marvel, uh, the Black Panther, Ant-Man, and what's interesting about these is they're setting up for the following phase, but if any of these movies fail, Ant-Man, for example, which I think is sort of their next big hurdle, if he fails, big deal. You know, yeah. They they can do some, I don't know what plans they have for him going forward, but if he fails, is it going to be really that big a deal in the long run? Probably not. Too bad for I, Paul I Rudd. Like, I feel like
1: Ant-Man is completely standalone, I mean, in some yeah. ways.
0: Yeah. Have, have, kind have of, been, speaking of, kind real, of the way Guardians was,
1: a little bit. You know, yeah. Guardians, yeah.
0: Speaking of that, the Ant-Man trailer just dropped earlier this week. What did you guys think of it?
1: Uh, I mentioned this a little earlier, but in general, I liked the footage and the acting, of course, whatever. I think they have a tone problem. Um, I don't think they... I, I was imagining, especially with Paul Rudd, the comedy was going to come out a lot more, almost like it was going to be kind of in the same vein as Guardians. And like I mentioned, anyone who's listening in, like there's a trailer recut with new music and some of the shots are edited a little bit and it actually makes it much better. And that's almost what I wish they would do. The music is much kind of like more fun as opposed to very big, dark, and dramatic... Like, I'm surprised they're going with the Chosen One storyline. Like, the idea of, like, you must be the Ant-Man. It just... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'm optimistic, but...
0: Uh,
2: I, don't I wouldn't necessarily count it out. Uh, I've heard it. So quickly, Um, especially when it comes to trailers, they can be... Weird, sometimes well, to uh,
3: to, to, to say the least. But trailers um, can be incredibly misleading. I mean, if you want to go by trailers, X Men Three looks like it's just going to be an amazing movie, and you know we know how true. and Spider Man Three too. So we all know how that turned out. Listen, listen.
0: I thought Spider Man Three looked bad from the first movie <laughs>
3: trailer. So eat it. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Listen, my problem. We get it. So really, my problem yeah. with Ant Man is this: is that there's a huge tone problem because again, it's there's very epic feel. The music's very like building up into this epicness, and then you know. It's like looking at this gorgeous painting that there's the thread loose on the top right corner. Because right when Michael Douglas says, "I want you to be the Ant Man," you kind of go, "Excuse me," and then it just kind of keeps going. And the big money ticket selling shot is him riding a winged ant.
2: Right, that part I agree with you. With the whole ant with the helicopter sounds and stuff, that makes me be like,
0: Ehh. "Well, that, that's my but problem." But I don't
2: think their tone is really that far off because you do expect a certain something. From Marvel movies, you do expect a certain level of of epicness. I thought that that opening in in the trailer, the opening monologue that they have was great. And then when it gets to the point where Paul Rudd's like, huh, I think that that hits enough of the tone that, I mean, besides the fact that it's a Marvel movie, I'm sold on wanting to see it. I'm not 100% sure what to expect, but I think that there's enough of that. I don't want to say comediness there because I don't expect it to be
0: zany, funny,
2: silly like Guardians. But I think that there is going to be something different.
0: Are you are you yeah. hoping more that it's more like, say, Iron Man, where it's it's very serious material, but there's a little satire and, and dialogue? Or are you talking about like maybe the characters are funny like they were in uh, Cap One, where where I
2: think what I'm expecting out of it is the fact that you have Scott Lang who is a normal dude, yeah. and he's being put into this situation that he recognizes as being completely ridiculous. And by the end of it, I think that we're going to be sold on the, the idea that, yeah, yeah. Ant-Man,
0: Ant-Man's a hero. Well, I, I, I hope that's true, and I really hope that the whole idea that they're selling this as, it's supposed to be a heist movie. Yeah, now, we heard this about Winter Soldier too—that it's going to be a political spy film. And you know what? That paid off in full. Like, holy that.
1: crap, did
0: it! So, so <laughs> when the only thing that I'm really putting my money on right now isn't Paul Rudd, isn't anything because I hate Ant Man. I don't think Ant Man deserves a movie. It's just if they can
3: pull off a decent heist movie with superpowers, I'll be there. Yeah, right? and you know, bouncing off what Robbie said too. You know, whether or not this is going to be good, I don't know. But the trailer did succeed in making me go. You know, I want to watch it. Because um, so did... yeah, I was I was trying to figure that out too. The tone is is different. Um, I don't mind necessarily that it seems a little bit more serious than Guardians because well, I do think it's good to have a lot of different tones going on there. And like you said, I think if they make it a heist movie that happens to have superpowers, that's going to be a good way to go about it. it
0: you know it, exactly. Let me let me go through real quick like what I think about this Phase Three with the idea yeah. that. This this bounces off of what Robbie's going to talk about in that article that you that you read, is that since they said no, Captain America is Captain America Winter Soldier is going to be a, a political spy film. I feel like they've kind of changed the way they're making the superhero films because they're not going. Listen, this isn't just a superhero film. This is going to be this with superpowers,
1: which really ties into a, a topic we'll get to later about yeah. the Marvel movies. That that article about That's Marvel movies are all the same thing because clearly,
0: yeah. They're so. Not- you look, at it, you look at it like that and you go, okay, Ant-Man's supposed to be a heist film. Great. And then I hope to God that Doctor Strange is a full-out fantasy film. They basically yes. said that's what
1: they're, and, it's going to explore the magic side yes. of the Marvel Universe like no yeah. other movie has. Great. Either, Guardians, they need to.
0: Guardians 2, more of what Guardians 1 was. Thor Ragnarok put me in a spot where I say this is 1980s fantasy film. Don't put me back on Earth. I don't care. Get me, get me away from it. Make <laughs> the me worst feel,
1: parts of Thor movies are on Earth. Yeah, like, it's like yeah. don't
0: don't put me on Earth. Give me more time with with Sif and the Warriors Three and Loki. Yes. and just make well, it.
1: Essentially, it's going to probably have to do with taking back the throne. I mean, Loki is on the throne. Everybody. Spoilers. Like, yeah. as, sorry,
0: everyone. Yeah, as a Thor too. So. Spoilers. Yeah, but I'm just I'm saying. Give me like, crawl, right? I look at this. Yeah, give me crawl again. <laughs> um, Yes. But I look at this and I go, Okay, great. All these look like they can be such and such film with superpowers. That's the exciting thing. And seeing certain characters come to life, I'm actually pretty happy about. Like seeing seeing Black Panther, I think could work, but it's a very, very thin tightrope. Because if anything is handled not up to snuff, it could be seen as racist. Oh, here we go. It's just, that's, it's the truth, okay? I'm sorry. No,
1: it's, it's absolutely true. And that's what upsets me.
0: Yeah. Um, But like, but but at the same hand, you see something like Captain Marvel, give me a lead female who can act her pants off in like two hours and tell me that this is the best damn superhero movie ever. Thank you. Right. We write them more, more checks to print money for Christ's sake. Right. Yes. That's, that's where we're standing at right now with Marvel.
3: Yeah. Um,
0: and also, yeah.
3: yeah. What else did you want to uh, hit, Ross? Do we want to go? Yeah. So basically, too, I was looking at comparing Marvel versus DC. So since we're on the film verse right now, jumping over to DC, um, oh. it's kind of like I said, actually, you guys, I think, kind of answered my other question of going in. The only negative I've seen with Marvel is getting too formulaic a little bit. But I think just looking at their next lineup, we can say that they're willing to start start taking risks now. Yes. Um Cap two showed us that they're willing to shake up their universe. Guardians showed us that they're willing to mine material that honestly, all of us are pretty big comic nerds. But I've read like maybe three or four Guardians, you know, comics before I saw the movie. Yeah, um, I,
0: I love, <laughs> I love, I love before Guardians came out that. I don't know, Robbie, did you know much about Guardians before? It came I knew out? nothing about yeah, the Guardians. That, yeah. that's that's what I'm talking about here. It's like there are levels of superhero fandoms. It's like there's the basic level who goes, "Oh, I know who Spider-Man is. Oh, I know who yeah. Batman is." Then you kind of go there's there's a there's another layer there where it's like yeah but i can name like 12 obscure batman villains that aren't the major ones and then you yeah. get to arverse where we could actually name five captain america villains without breaking a sweat yeah. i didn't uh, i didn't
1: know what a suicide squad was yeah until, like, 11, <laughs> like birch, so. birch
0: is above us because he's not that nerdy but like you get to like Guardians of the Galaxy, and I go. I don't know. There's yeah. a talking tree and a raccoon. I don't fucking know.
3: That's yeah. That's what I, I knew him from the Capcom game. I read a few comics. I mean, the only thing I think I know less than the Guardians is like the Micronauts. Maybe that's yeah. like the only thing I can think of that's even more obscure than Guardians of the Galaxy. You know. Um, <laughs> so okay, so real quick. So that answers that question. You want you want
0: to jump over to DC real quick? Why don't go jump over to DC, Cross, yeah. Cross? Why don't you break down the list that I gave you? Oh. Okay,
3: so. DC, well, first can I, I talk about Batman vs. Superman because I think that's something well, let's, that needs let's, to talk about.
0: Let's, um, get, let's get through the list first and then we'll go back to Batman vs.
1: Okay. Superman. Um, just, actually, back- do you guys
3: want to read that because since I do not have this fancy update technology, I'll make annoying clicking noises when I Yeah,
1: I can. I can knock that out. <laughs> um, so, in uh, we all know that 2015 is not seeing any DC movies. Because um, despite there was a rumor that they were splitting Batman versus Superman into two movies, that has been debunked. So we don't even have to touch on that um, because it would have been the dumbest idea anyway.
0: Give, uh, t- give, make sure you give the full title of this movie. The full title. Oh, yeah. Oh, no,
1: it's, it's, a, it's a doozy. Uh, so 2016 – we'll be getting Superman, Dawn of Justice. <laughs> nice. And uh, did you hear what the, If they said the with the rumor they were splitting in two parts, and part one was going to be called Enter the Night, spelled K-N-I-G-H-T.
0: Yeah. Oh. Which Dawn of actually,
1: Justice. which made me go, oh, Dawn of Justice is a better title then, um, <laughs> than that. But, yeah, so we got Sounds Dawn like of a, Justice.
3: Like a homoerotic Batman
1: movie. Yes, it does. Um, <laughs> Superman's going to enter him. But, uh... <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, well, we're going to get nc-17 of the thing all right um, lb right?
0: lb make sure you label all these podcasts with adult <laughs> language for fun's sake <laughs> um,
1: jumping ahead uh, later that year we're getting suicide squad which we'll talk about soon because I-, I was surprised that they're going with that one so quickly yes um, and i have qualms about why they're doing it but we'll get to that um wonder woman is our first one in 2017 And we were all waiting for that one because people have been talking about, where's the Wonder Woman movie? Where's the Wonder Woman movie? And they're saying, okay, well, here's your Wonder Woman movie Um, starring uh, Gal Gadot, as I'm calling her. Uh, (laughs) uh, Justice League is getting the movie split because money. And uh, part one is coming out. I'm sorry. I let my bias out already. Uh, part one is coming out later that late, uh, year, 2017, 2018. We're getting the Flash and also Aquaman, which I'm actually super excited about. Uh, like Kel Drogo,
0: Kel Drogo underwater. Yeah. As, if he has that same beard, I'm there. I don't care. Yes. yes. Uh,
1: 2019, yes. Shazam, motherfucking <laughs> rock.
2: <laughs> which, which, by the Black way, ass. uh, if I'm correct, isn't actually being considered as part of the. You, I univer, heard the that. canon universe. I so heard. It's, really? It's pretty, really? Yeah. Yeah. Which
1: is is that I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about that either. But uh, t- okay. uh later in 2019 will be Justice League Part 2. And then in 2020 we're getting Cyborg and also we're finally getting our Green Lantern reboots. Oh boy.
2: Take 2. Take 2. Um, okay. the All first right. thing that I would like to 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 remind people uh, uh Chris because it's something that you mentioned with uh the the Marvel Boost uh, mm-hmm. uh the verse about it being too formulaic which I disagree with. But the fact that um DC has actually announced. Um, they, I mean, it was made a while ago, but their plan is to actually have all of it be dark and gritty. No jokes. Yeah. Wow. Like, like the, the, that's the that plan. plan period. Going forward. That
0: that
3: worries me greatly. I How many more necks that. are
1: getting snapped? Are we got next snap?
3: Oh, <sighs> all the next snaps. Actually, all the... did you uh-huh.
1: hear uh, that? There's apparently a joke in Batman vs Superman where Superman's like fighting a villain and he goes like it's like a criminal or something and he like puts him in handcuffs he goes don't worry i'm not gonna break your neck i'm just gonna take you to jail oh
3: my god and it's like oh here good. we go it's, it's- um, okay so
2: when they said no jokes they mean only bad jokes
3: <laughs> well you know it is a running thing well okay um before we At jump into this a bad joke. <laughs> oh, yeah. my gosh. joke and now and, uh, <laughs> he did it he opened the bat pun and now we can never go back Yep. Um that's the rest of the podcast, ladies and gentlemen. That's the rest of the podcast. No, um so I want to preface this too, because obviously I think everyone can sense our feelings towards this. Um I think we're all pretty evenly split down the middle in terms of our fandom, you know. Um I can honestly say that The Dark Knight is one of my favorite comic book movies, if not my favorite ever. Bill would disagree with me on that one. But we all you know, I love Batman. I love the DC universe um as well. And So, yeah, looking at these two things and looking at these approaches, um, right off the bat, we see DC jumping into Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice. And I think the title tells us a lot right there, as everyone (laughs) knows. Um, Just the more and more, you know, everyone freaked out about Ben Affleck. I want to preface this right now by saying, haven't people learned to stop freaking out about Batman casting yet? I mean, people ripped Michael Michael Keaton. Keaton. Yep, people, and he turned out to be great. People ripped Heath Ledger. People were ripping on Tom Hardy's Bane, saying he was too short. Like, enough with it already. You know, I don't. I think Ben Affleck. I don't know if he'll be good or not, but I have no reason to doubt him. Let, really, his past me, couple movies have been good. Let me see,
0: let me say this. That is the only news I really like that's coming out of that. Yes,
3: yes. Um, moving on from that. Um, you know, right now we're going into a movie, going off a movie of a Man of Steel that was received lukewarm you know, at best. I had good aspects and bad aspects. Um, And now we have a movie that is cramming in an entirely new Batman that we have to introduce. We need to introduce an entirely new Lex Luthor, introduce a Wonder Woman that's never been seen before. Uh, There's rumors of Uh, Doomsday being in this.
1: Aquaman. Aquaman and Cyborg. Aquaman.
3: And Cyborg. Like, this sounds like a Justice League movie and we still don't know what a Super... It's... It is. It's the dawn of the Justice League and we still don't even know the Superman that well yet. You know, um... Wait,
1: in doomsday there's only one big thing Doomsday's known for guys yes. and uh, you can't do that this early <laughs> no no is it
5: doomsday
2: is that
4: what
1: he's known for is he, is he, is he's known he... for doomsday yeah he's uh, known for doomsday, for doomsday. Yeah. yeah listen, listen, um, listen <laughs> krauss
0: Kraus, may, may, yeah. may i reference a, a far better movie than dawn of justice will ever be to kind of get your your feelings across yes all okay, right if i may um i'll tell you the problem with your scientific power that you're using here. You, you didn't <laughs> require any discipline to attain it. You, you read that others had done and you, and you took the next step. You didn't earn the knowledge for yourself. You didn't take any responsibility for yourself. You stood on the shoulders of geniuses and accomplished something as fast as you could. And before you even knew what you had and you patented it and you packaged it and you slapped basket on it in lunch boxes. And now you're, you're selling it. You're selling it.
1: <laughs> thank you for slapping the desk. Thank you for doing that. Yes.
0: <laughs> that was perfect. It's thank the, you, Jeff Lowboom. All Jeff, right. Jeff Goldblum, it's the fact that. Marvel put in their dues. Yes. For you know, the- it's
2: not even that. It's not even that. Give me give me forty five seconds to explain the entire problem behind D C and why Marvel succeeds. Okay? Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead. <laughs> Marvel
2: yeah. is comic book people making comic book movies and DC is movie people making comic book movies. Yes. Marvel has oh, been God. doing comics for movie. years and years and years and they know how to make their material work in a new medium whereas mm-hmm. the people at DC, Warner Brothers have owned DC. They're looking at comics and saying, "Okay, we know how to make movies. Let's turn this into a movie." Well, and that's why they're failing. Yeah. And they're
3: not even looking at they're not even looking at um well, Marvel's, you know, they're looking at, well, Chris Nolan made us a billion dollars twice. yeah, And and they're trying to do it. And yeah, honestly, that's what I, going off of Bill says, yes, they're looking at Marvel and they looked at the Avengers and said, oh, that made a you know billion dollars. Well, we need to do a Justice League movie without stopping to think that Marvel put planning into this. There's years and years of planning behind what they're doing. Yeah, what, you know?
0: what they don't remember is that Marvel spent all the money they had on Iron Man. They almost yes. went bankrupt and they made it all back. And then Incredible Hulk was lukewarm. But Talk didn't... It, risks, yeah. yeah, they, they took yeah. the risks. They spent the time to set up the Avengers. That's why the gimmick movie worked, was because the time was put in before it came out. Yes. And you know, with, with this lineup, we have Dawn of Justice, then Wonder Woman, then Justice League, and then we get a Flash movie, Aqua movie, Shazam movie, Cyborg yeah. movie. What? Well, no. Know? Why do you
1: think they're doing Suicide Squad? They want to have their own Guardians they can brag about. It. Exactly. Well, you know, they and... They take I, the Guardians' money.
0: Actually, yeah. actually, I want I want Robbie's feel on this because Robbie is like the biggest Harley Quinn fan I know. And yeah. how do you feel that your first live action Harley Quinn will not be going up against Batman?
2: You know, the biggest issue that I had with it, and, and it's been since sort of put to rest, was that they were going to put the Joker in the Suicide Squad. And no, like, like there's just no way in, in any world that that would work. Yeah. The yeah. fact that the Joker is from, from what I heard is going to be the main villain though. But it could h- work. H- I'm h- I'm willing to give it a try and the only reason I am willing to give this a try is because I'm such a big Harley Quinn fanboy. But, but, is it probably going to be bad? Probably.
0: My my point is that you have these two core characters in a well, one core character in a Batman universe, to a brand new Batman and we're getting Joker not in a Batman movie. Yeah. And just I mean, we could do Harley Quinn not in a Batman movie and introduce her in a suicide squad, that's fine. But Joker? That yeah. seems a little weird. It is kinda of weird. I agree.
2: I, I I agree. So I don't know what to expect. Um I'm probably gonna go in with extremely low expectations, that way, you know maybe well, well, I'll be pleasantly surprised.
0: What do you, you what is everybody's thoughts on the Suicide Squad cast?
3: Uh, Let's pull it up real quick.
1: Honestly, we got yeah. Hang on, I'm it's going a to, great cast. I mean, I have Oprah's to say, this it. is I,
3: very good. It's a <laughs> uh, cast.
1: Yeah, Viola yeah. Davis is in it.
0: I think I think I think the cast is great. Yeah, I just my only problem is uh why I don't understand. I really just well, don't. It's
1: like and it's and it sounds the cast like a great Tom Hardy is Rick Flag. Uh oh, yeah, yeah. That's yeah great. Jai Courtney, Boomer Captain Boomerang. Um, Margot Robbie is Harley Quinn. Uh, Jared Leto is the Joker. Um, Which will, I, I, will I Smith. I will Smith is Deadshot.
0: Yeah. I, I can't wait for Jared Leto's Joker. Uh, yeah, me either. Because no. uh, Robbie, did you? I know everyone else has seen it, but Robbie, have you seen Under the Red Hood? i have not. Okay. Uh, what's Bender's name? Oh, Dimaggio. The Dimaggio. Yeah, he plays the Joker in that, Robbie. And when you watch it, you will question his performance in the first scene mm-hmm. right? and you bring on i don't know if i really like it second scene put to rest
3: instantly yeah it's very different from hamill but he does his own thing and it's great if this if this guy can do that you know compared to heath joker make his own thing he'll do a good job and jared leto you know he's shown us that he's a great actor yes. um what I'm worried about, I guess, going off with Bill, is again, like, right now, this would be like if Marvel had made Iron Man, and then Iron Man 2 was... Iron Man 2 that also had Captain America and Thor in it at the same time, you know? Um, I mean, and then we now, Avengers. Yeah, and then we had the Avengers. And now Suicide Squad... I mean, honestly, I have a little more ho- hope for Suicide Squad than I do for Batman vs. Superman, um, just because... And again, I don't know if DC's smart enough to do this. If they treat it as like... The bad guy version of a heist movie, like if like an Ocean's Eleven but with bad guys, it work. could be really good. Yeah. But I don't know if they're smart enough to do that. Yeah. You know? Um, a really a dark Ocean's Eleven. Yes. Yes. I have a small request.
2: Can we stop referring to it as if DC – because DC has no Brothers. control of these. It's Warner Brothers. And, and honestly, yeah. for me, every single time – that's where it's going to come back to. We were talking about how Marvel built up to the Avengers because each of these films, bef- you know, preceding it, built up like like it can't say more sim- simply built up to it. Avengers was as successful as it was because of everything preceding it. Yes. But the people over at Warner Brothers look at them as as independent movies. You know, we have the entire Marvel. Like they have I, – I imagine like they have a Council of Doom at Marvel that is sitting there planning all this out. And it's like the same handful of people with Joss yeah. Whedon overlooking them, right? Whereas over at yeah. Warner Brothers, you have Batman vs. men is in one room. You have Wonder Woman is in another room. You have the Suicide Squad downstairs right. someplace. And it's so can Warner I stop you for a second, Robbie? Robbie, I have
3: to stop you for a second because with that image you just put in my head, if I just have an image of Joss Whedon whenever he gets mad at someone. Just points to him and goes, <laughs> do you want to be a leaf on a wind? Like that's all he says, <laughs> and then keeps going. Sorry, I just had to put that in there. As Joss Whedon is an evil overlord threatening but, everyone. Who
2: yeah, it. but but essentially, when it comes to anything down to to Marvel versus Warner Brothers, to me, that's the core problem. Yes. with Warner Brothers, I agree with that because
0: you know. that that really shines when they said, "No, we're not allowing the TV shows to be a part of this universe." Yes, when um, when for three years, Arrow has been. The They've already to... cast
1: the new Flash has already been cast. you know, you know what? Yeah. I'm
2: okay with that because look at the success of the TV sh- or, or the TV universe compared to the Marvel universe and do you really want the Earth, the Marvel the movie universe? Do
0: yeah. You really want the movie universe to poison the TV's. Well, yeah, that's they don't. Which I just mean,
1: why I think they should just focus on the damn TV.
0: Yeah. Just well, that's if, just if
1: movies. If they And they actually focused,
0: sure. If they focused on like Saying, all right, we're going to put the Justice League in there, but like all these smaller people, we're going to put in the TV world and just drown Marvel in TV and just say, eat it. I think that'd be a far better play on their part, personally.
3: Well, actually, this is a perfect segue into the other part of this is um, the Marvel Universe versus DC verse is going into the the TV universe. Because I think we can all kind of agree, essentially... You know, I'm very cautious about DC. I think they're rushing everything. And like Mark Robbie said, I think it bleeds through that I don't know if they're letting their I don't think their comic people aren't in control. The movie people are, and that's what's and that is what's hurting and Now, DC's television universe though. Um, you know, I gotta give them props because right now, like again, anyone out there who hasn't seen Arrow I'm going to tell you right now. When you turn it on, that first season is going to be rough for you a little bit. That's the um, only reason
0: why I haven't started it because you told me that. I'm like, it is. The I, first don't, season... I don't got 23 episodes to get to good stuff. See, right? I disagree
3: with that. It's I not 23 like, episodes. Five minutes. Yeah, it's not the... From the beginning. I mean, I'll say that I didn't love it from the beginning. I mean, the acting can be rough. It, it reeks a little bit of Smallville. But if you like Smallville, you're going to dig it because this is better than Smallville. Um, the act, they, and also, Arrow struggled a little bit trying to figure out exactly what they wanted to be in tone. They start off trying to be a little bit of a Nolan ripoff, but then realize they've essentially settled into more or less what the Batman animated series was like. It's dark, but it handles fantastic ideas. Um, as I opposed to the that Nolan, I agree yeah. with that, yeah. Yeah, um, and Arrow, honestly, I mean, I really kept with it, because if anyone knows me, I'm a giant stage combat nerd. I love good fight choreography. Arrow, by far, has the best stage combat I have ever seen on any television show. It's just the best out there. I mean, for a television that has rushed production schedules, they kill it. And Stephen Amell, it shows through in his dedication to his character. That man is in amazing is amazing shape. You can tell he works his ass off. He's in most of the stunt scenes. Um, and that's why I kept with it. But then, honestly, anyone who's watching the first season, just wait until it does up because man, then all of a sudden, once they kind of forget the whole list idea and go into the Dark Archer and Merlin, it is, it's great. You did, know. did
0: did it, did it go get over like the same problem that a lot of shows have, where they try to do monster or villain of the week, and then they just kind of go into these big arches that work out far better. They exactly. did, yeah.
3: It really did kind of do that, you know. Um, because and it got it got so much better, and every season has been better. Uh, well, I mean, season three, I'm still waiting to weigh in on, but season two was amazing. Either yeah. Rog probably can weigh in on this with me. I mean,
0: that that's signs of a good TV show because, like, jumping back over to staying on, kind of staying on topic without referencing anything else, but like, yeah. Agents of Shield. All right, we can all agree that when it started, it wasn't what we wanted. It was very monster of the week. It was very villain of the week. It wasn't anything good, but you could clearly tell they were waiting for the hammer to drop in Winter Soldier, and when it did, it picked up instantly.
4: Oh, oh boy, that I was my God, season up. two of that show.
0: I I just started it. Yeah. I just started it. I was watching it with the wife. Okay, but no, but but, I, but I'm sorry. I just as soon as Bill Paxton showed up in season one, I was like. We're here. We're okay, people. Bill, <laughs> Bill, <laughs> Bill Paxton Bill is here. The same thing happened when I
3: watched Edge of Tomorrow. Oh, Bill
0: Paxton's here. Don't worry. We're Bill, okay, guys. Hey, we're I'm, okay. I'm so glad you referred to it as Edge of Tomorrow, because that's what we mm-hmm. called. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a fantastic yeah, movie, DT Dubs.
3: Yes. Um, but yeah, going off that, yeah, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had a lot of the same thing. It, it started off rough. I think they were kind of trying to find their footing. Once Winter Soldier happened, holy crap, that payoff was great. But uh, going back to DC, because I think we really re- hammered DC, and I want to give them their fair shake. Um, Arrow has really been good, and they've been doing with their television universe—at least the CW DC television—has been doing what Marvel's been doing with their films. Like they introduced very. Because they're same, kind of book people, yeah. Same, yeah. same producer for the Arrow in Flash,
2: and that same producer it's going to be doing supergirl on CBS. Oh, that's going to yes.
0: be so good. You yes. And and, and they've
2: already said that he's worked it into his contract that he's allowed to cross over Supergirl from CBS with the CW shows.
0: That's going to be Yes. Good. And now yes. there's also
2: the Krypton show coming out. When yeah,
0: yeah. Out? yeah. Wait, you mean the Superdog?
1: No, no, no. No. <laughs> no, they said uh it's, it's gonna about...
0: be Gotham, but it's going
1: to be a um, a show about ah. life on Krypton before it was destroyed.
0: Yeah. Wait, and
1: the yeah. the producer is the same guy who produced Man of Steel. So there's talk uh, about.
0: So
2: we can stay away from
0: that. Yeah, we can say this. We'll get to that let's,
1: let's, let's talk about the good back. things. Michael, Michael Shannon. Let's think about and the happy. Pull me back.
3: Michael Michael oh. Shannon. Michael Shannon was the best part of Man of Steel. Okay. Michael yep. Shannon. Let's let's think about the happy things before we think about Maximus riding the bats from avatar. Okay. Um, uh, that, that was <laughs> so weird. That was weird. Um. No, so like also, you know, in in Arrow they introduced Barry Allen, they spin it off into their own show. Flash has honestly started off stronger than either Arrow or Agents of Shield did, I think. And uh, I will and, agree,
2: as far as a start to a show goes, uh, Flash yeah. takes the cake.
3: No, Flash does. And how about that mid-season finale for the people who've seen it? Um, oh. Spoilers. I got to go. all I got to say is watch it, because Flash is introducing a big bad and doing it in the best way. Now, have you guys um, watched Constantine yet? Is that any good? Yes. yes I love yes. Constantine. It's okay. very Yeah. Okay. Um, and there's talk that that can also possibly cross over. Because I think it's much easier. Yeah.
0: It should, because um, I want DC to crush its cinematic universe with its TV universe. So I hope I, w- so. I would love for that to happen, because we can all agree, what's the best comic book cartoon?
3: Batman the Animated Series.
0: Batman the Animated Series. Anybody disagree? I'll kill you. Nope. There you go.
2: <laughs> Timverse, <The ten laughs> just The 10 is, but far and away, the best animated, uh, of all the animated universes, yeah. I would say.
0: Yeah, so yeah. I mean, if they could pull that off in live action and just dominate the TV market, I think we would have a much better place. I'm just yes. saying that, personally. Yes,
3: honestly. and Well, the thing too that you realize, especially right now, since Arrow... Those people have been told they can't use Batman and Superman because they want to save them for the film. And Arrow has essentially become the television universe's Batman. He just has. Um, which is what I'm okay, the reason I'm okay that Batman's not showing up in Arrow because slight spoilers, though it's not that slight like, because he's been hinted at for the past two seasons. Um, Raza Agul is in Arrow. Um, and Roz is essentially like, he's not the Joker, but he's the next up big bad for Batman, you know. Yeah. Um, and I would have been angry if Batman hadn't showed up if they could have used him, but they can't. And so I'm fine with it. Um, and Arrow, again, yes, Arrow still has some issues with some actors that aren't that good and stuff like that, but honestly, it's a quality show. As for a comic book show, it is, it's very good. So DC's TV universe in that respect is great. Really, they're, they're trying to build Timbers and they're getting, they're, they're not quite the Timbers, but honestly, I don't know if anything can quite match that. That is the pinnacle. I think we can all agree of comic book storytelling. Um, that's not comic books. Okay. Um,
0: okay. Let's, let's let's wrap this up because we we've, we've been oh, yeah. on a while for this. Yeah. Let's, let's shift to Marvel. You want
3: to shift to Marvel? No, and Marvel out there really we're,
0: quick? Or, we're going to no. jump to a new topic because we we okay. those up pretty well. Uh, just in general, we think that Marvel's Phase Three is pretty strong. They're they're going for more fringe characters, and we think that's yes. going to work. Uh, and DC just hasn't put the time or effort in, and we're questioning everything they do. So, mm-hmm. Krauss, where would, what topic would you like to jump to next? Since we just oh, covered your DC and Marvel. Should, should I do this?
3: I think I'm going to do this. Bill, I want to hear about white or black and doesn't matter. Okay. Oh, I'm excited for this.
0: Okay. So, this re- basically comes down to well, there's been a lot of talk and a lot of backlash on the internet about a lot of stupid stuff. And it comes well, down I said, to- I said this <laughs> in the
1: last podcast. I'll say it again, guys. Don't go on IMDb. Yeah, don't, don't. don't do it. Wait, anything. don't go Where? on the message boards. Are been... you guys
3: telling me that people say stupid things on the internet? Yeah, and we're a podcast. That's
0: ridiculous. Preposterous.
1: <laughs> <Ridiculous. laughs>
3: and we're a podcast. it didn't
1: happen.
0: So it basically just comes down to this, that unless... Okay, if you're making a character and it's going to scream, you can do certain things with it to make it work better or to tell a better story, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And one of them is is it worth changing a character's race?
4: Mm-hmm.
0: And if you fundamentally look at it, unless you're changing a lot about the character's backstory, the race doesn't really matter. I can only think about five characters in the Marvel universe that have to be the race they started as. And those are, um, oh, who, who are they? One was Magneto. Magneto, Black
3: Panther. Magneto, Black,
0: Magneto, Mag- Magneto, Black Panther, because let's say Magneto, uh, Black Jew in World War II. He'd be dead. Okay, I'm yes. sorry. He'd be straight dead. Black Panther, he's an African prince. He better be black. Uh, Storm, Storm. Yeah. Um, her her core story is that she grew up in a tribe in Africa, okay? You can't, unless you remove her from Africa, then she's kind of has to be black. Um, Wolverine, because his parents were in 1847, rich with a mansion, Canada. Canadian. Canadian. Yep. So, I'm, I'm sorry, they have to be that. They and, have to be Canadian.
2: I'm I'm sorry, Logan. There's just, there's just no you,
0: changing. Listen, you listen, listen. Canadian. He
2: has to be Canadian.
3: <laughs> to, to be, we don't let anyone like, switch from Canadian. Once you go no, Canadian, you don't go back. They, right? they tried. They, they
0: tried it once, where they made him Australian in that Pride of the X Men movie. And yeah.
3: <laughs> God, I have that on DVD. I uh, know on VHS. I, I, I do have that. I do. Yeah.
0: Do. And then the other one is um, kind of Doctor Doom because in some some of his lines, he is the. Right. Laterian, he, he, yeah. yeah, he's, I mean, it's a northern European country and he is a bloodline or he takes over the bloodline of a royalty. Yes. It's kind of like he needs to be it. But at the same time, I never really want to see Doctor Doom out of the mask and outfit. So, in no. that case, can we just get Keith David to be the voice of Doctor Doom, please? Thank you. <laughs> um, well, he should
3: be. You know, he should, he needs to be because it's, it's part of his big thing is that he can basically do whatever he wants in foreign character, and you can't arrest him. Yeah.
0: Because, so, so you know, we, yeah. Yeah. So, it's like those are like the main characters I can think of that need to be a certain race. Everything else can be changed personally because yeah. it doesn't really matter. That's what Somebody once suggested
1: Don Sheedle as Wolverine and I was all for it.
0: I was I I mean if you can <laughs> give me hell if you can give me a good reason why Wolverine is suddenly Japanese and it's a good story, I don't care. All right? But it's like when everyone freaked out about Donald Glover being Spider-Man, I'm like, uh yeah. no, yes, make that that. That's a fantastic change.
3: Yeah, he's you know, this isn't the 1960s anymore. There would be nothing affected in Peter's character if you made him a young black man. Mm. In fact, in some ways, it would fit even more, I think, to the, in today's society. I
0: mean, you know? I made the joke last time that, you know, make Donnie Glover, the, his Uncle Ben, and make Whoopi Goldberg Aunt May because that woman can't be <laughs> smart. Oh, wow. <laughs> tell, tell, me, tell me that wouldn't work, Robbie. That, that would be. Oh, no, I would watch that, it.
2: That, that, that would work. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I would mean, watch that. Make, make you know, a, another character that someone might say, well, Captain America has to be white. I'm like, no, make Captain America black. Think
1: about yeah, well,
2: it. Apparently, he doesn't have to be white now because he's not. No. Well, he's not. Yeah, he's like, the Falcon
0: is cast. Um, but, I mean, he, I'm talking about Steve Rogers. If you make him um, black. You know. What, it,
2: would, um, it would change um, on, his story, but it'd be interesting.
0: It'd be you interesting, know. exactly. That's my, my point is.
2: Well, we're on the topic of this. Um, I think one of the most recent, I mean, uh, I don't really call it recent now, but um, the casting of the Human Torch for the new Fantastic Four movie.
0: That's that's yes. my point. This is okay. this, My problem isn't that he's black it's that Sue Storm
2: is super white. But, wait, what, no, no, wait. But, you know what? It, may, it makes sense. That they could change a little bit of the origin story but of those two anyway, because Storm oh or, or Sue, the mom and the dad were all geniuses, right? Johnny, not so much. Why?
0: My, my point is, if it's so a, was if, it? if it was if it's,
3: <laughs> if, Hey! I'm if, uh, sorry, I just got a great it, like brother no, no, sibling no. argument. You know what? You're stupid because you're adopted.
4: What?
0: Yeah, like, that's my problem. If you, if you, if your only reason is to change the race, just to change the race, and there isn't a good like follow up to it, just like, yeah. oh, we're doing it because we need a black character, so let's just make him black and Sue white, and they're adopted. That's not a good enough reason. Why isn't Sue black as well? There's no reason why she does. She has to be white at all.
2: Yeah. No, no, no. You're right. There isn't a reason why she has to be white, and if they were to just say, Oh well they're brothers and sisters, two white parents, white and black kid that's weird. Right? So yeah. if they were just all black, that's fine. If they were all white, that's fine. And if either one of the kids are white or black, that's fine too in this case, because they're so different from their parents, you could always argue that well the reason they are is because one of them was adopted.
0: If if yeah. if it, like if I my problem is like you're changing the core there, that they're adopted, but they've always been brother and sister. They've just, always been that's, yeah why why right. makes so you white then? Why? That's my point. Like, there, it shouldn't matter. But like, when you change it like that and just throw have a throwaway, like, oh, they're adopted. It's well, the, you're not trying end, hard enough. Well,
2: the yeah. no have to be white. Let's be honest. Is that really the main, what the biggest problem with
3: the new Fantastic I was Board just gonna say, you know, we're we're very dangerously close to one of the other topics. No, uh, no,
0: but l- l- wrapping this up real quick it's just the fact that black, white, it shouldn't matter. I mean said yeah. this last podcast that, you know, if Idris Elba was the new Batman, I'd be okay. I'd
1: watch the shit oh, out of yeah. it. Oh, yeah.
3: I would watch And that, then
1: I would rewind you know. it and watch it again. <laughs>
3: Well, and honestly, you know, I think one of the only things I really liked about the old Daredevil movie um, was I thought Michael Clark Duncan was a great Kingpin, and oh, also... Michael Clark Duncan, I miss you. I yeah, know, rest in peace. And honestly, I thought that was a great, you know, making the Kingpin, Kingpin a young black guy that rose to power in the mob makes him a really interesting character. Well, you here, know?
0: Here's, here's the flip side. When they announced that Michael Clark Duncan was going to play Kingpin, I was like, Kingpin's white, why the fuck are they doing it? Like, then, I, yeah. then I then I watched Daredevil, and I was like, because it's Michael Clark Duncan, you dumbass, because he's he's so good. He
1: he saves that movie.
3: Yeah. He does. He, well, saves it in retrospect, you know, in, by margins. Yeah.
1: As much as it can be it, saved. Yeah.
3: Movie's <laughs> too heavy, all right? Can't be carried.
1: Yes. That, Can't <laughs> be carried by one man. Not even Michael be, Duncan.
0: God rest his soul, Michael Duncan. He Christ, can carry it. a good portion
1: of it, though. But. He could. He, he, You know, honestly, yeah, I'd still watch Colin parts Farrell, it. too, actually. I think I liked Colin Farrell in that movie. I, you know, and I, I didn't. I, you it, know, all right,
2: guys, guys, don't crucify me here. I'm the a famous one.
1: I like Daredevil. I I didn't hate High five, Robbie. What? I ha- I um... own the D
2: V D. Like I've never got why people hated this movie so much. I, I can tell. Why, what, was it cut. like an amazing movie? Watch the no. Everybody's compar-
3: watching it. It's and and, and,
2: and especially, especially compared to the superhero movies we have now, but it was fine.
3: Listen, there, This is what I
2: have.
0: My, my problem no, okay, was, wasn't that I, I actually kind of liked Ben Affleck as Daredevil. Oh it? yeah, I liked him too. I, I thought. I mean, as that being said, I'm really excited for the Netflix TV show, but
1: I'm just. Yeah. Dude.
2: No is OS so oh, Good. Yeah. Oh.
3: Three months but, um, right.
1: Three months from like today. Yes. That's three it, months.
3: April. Um at the risk of no longer de- you know, derailing this, I will say I think that what hurt Daredevil is one, it was severely uh messed with in the editing room. There's an entire subplot if you watch the uh, director's cut that was cut from the movie. It was much grittier and darker. Um and much better, honestly, I think. If you watch the directors, much much better. Yeah, much better. So, um, and I think a lot of it was studio interference, but also you could tell they were rushing a little bit. I don't think you kill Elektra in the first movie. I think you draw that out. But, anyways, you know, I, yeah. I think it comes out of studio interference. And going back to what Robbie said, that was in a time when we didn't have comic book people making comic movies. Yes. Yeah. Yes.
0: So back on topic to black and white. It doesn't really matter. It shouldn't matter. If you change a character's race, it better be for a better story, is all I'm yeah. saying. If, yes. it's, if it's a half fisted of they're adopted, it's dumb. But, like, if you're telling me a better story uh, because you, changed, you fundamentally changed the backstory in the race, because, I mean, let's say they introduced the new Wolverine, and he's uh, a Japanese man, and the reason why he got the Animantium is there because they adapted the Wolverine goes to Japan storylines in the comics that the only way he could beat the master with the wooden stick was by doing the, the process. That oh, would, yeah. That would be a better story, and therefore I'd have no problem with a Japanese Wolverine. There's no, there's no big deal other than he's called Wolverine. But that's, that, <laughs> that's my point. Like, if you're going to change it, because if like if you're going to make a character a different race and you have to change the backstory, it better be for good. It better yeah. be for a better story, not being a stupid internet hacker. Um, <laughs> yeah. So with that, we tiptoed around it over to XXX underscore Dr. Doom underscore XXX. Please rant okay. away, sir. Actually, hold on, LB, How are we doing on uh,
2: time? we have just a few
4: more minutes till uh, break. Uh,
0: then let's do a quick one. Uh, let's hold off on that one, Robbie. Let's do way. Too Give good. Robbie a solid couple of hours. Yeah, let's do a, Let's do way too good of a cast. That's a quick one. Okay.
2: Okay. So, essentially, what Way Too Good of the Cast means, and, and I'm, I'm not 100% familiar with how the Flash operates, because I'm, I'm going to use Grant Gustin as Barry Allen as, as my example. I'm not 100% sure of how the, the Flash operates in the comics, like what exactly his personality is and blah, 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 and stuff like that. But honestly, I don't care because Grant Gustin is so amazing as Barry Allen. Like, I, I, I love watching him. And, every form and every incarnation every scene that he's in he is just so fun to watch now uh chris i know that you've done some flash drawings and you're huge into dc so i'm going to assume that you know a bit about the flash
3: how close
2: is gustin's barry allen
3: he's you know from the little because i haven't read a ton but i've read a bit of the flash it's fairly close um they 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 kind of bleed in a little bit of Wally West. Um Barry Allen was was a big Silver Age guy. He's actually what saved DC in the Silver Age, was redoing the Flash, because if anyone's out there, the original Flash was Jay Garrick back in the nineteen forties. He's the one that wears a silver bowl on his head. Um he's a completely different one, not connected to the speed force. He's just a meta human. Little little backstory. Um Barry Allen didn't have quite as much he was always kind of known as the funny guy. That they were kind of trying to copy what Spider-Man did when they made Flash. Because I was um, going to say,
2: I actually yeah. read an article once that uh, compared Gustin's Flash to Spider-Man. Yes. Uh, accidentally yeah. getting his powers. you know, He's a nerd. He uh, deflects of things with humor and stuff. When he's in costume, he's very, very witty, very confident. Yes. And he's, he's sort of like the, the TV's version of what Peter Parker and Spider-Man is.
3: Yeah. Um and the flashback in the when they did it in the Silver Age was kind of trying to copy that. Spider-Man had revolutionized comics at the time. You know, they never had a young kid being the main hero. It was all sidekicks. Um but Barry Allen didn't have I don't want to rag on him too much cuz he's changed a bit, you know, ever since he came back and stuff in the comics cuz so he died and then came back and all this crap. But um he didn't have quite as much personality as I want to say. I mean, he was still funny. There was still some very but like Wally West was very much Kind of like this trickster Spider Man type. And I want to say that Grant's a little bit of an infusion of the two. Um, but I completely agree, Robbie. You know, because again, as a guy who's read some Flash, I'm by no means a Flash expert or a Flash nerd um, the way I am with like Spider Man or Batman or Wolverine or something. He, I don't care. You know, I love his take. Um, same thing with Iron Man. You know, Robert Downey Jr. Iron Man was kind of a dick in the comics. And maybe he's, that's because I read a lot of Civil War. But you he's know. A, he's
0: a huge dick and he's unlikable, okay? Yeah. I was
3: and, say. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, I I always thought that that he
2: was Tony Stark, in, in the same way with um how um Hugh Jackman to me is Wolverine, you know. Yeah. But Gustin, I well again, I guess I guess maybe he is actually close because again I don't I don't read the Flash, but the, when you can turn someone into your own like like what Heath Ledger did with the Joker, how, what yeah. was
3: Joker before
2: that? He was Mark Hamill. He was uh, Jack Nicholson. And
3: Caesar Romero for the really old ones, you know. Yeah,
2: and, and Ledger turned the Joker into an entirely new icon. Yeah.
0: All right, so let's let's not to cut you guys off, but like we are getting close on time. Let's go through everybody real quick and say, are there anybody that you say is way too good of a cast that they should never be recast because they are forever that person? Ooh. Um, so Birch, you got a list? Um Okay, I'll I'll start. I got okay.
1: Let me let me say this. I'm gonna and I'll I'll be I'll make a choice to say no because I don't like doing that. I don't like to lock in and say I can't see anyone else doing anything any better than no, that.
0: I'm not. I'm not saying that they should never. Redo oh, it. I'm just I, know, saying, I know what you I'm mean. I'm saying it's when just, you go it's, it's, when you say it's so, there's this yeah. person, that person jumps up immediately because like for me, it doesn't matter. Heath Ledger, Jack Nicholson, it's Mark Hamill's Joker. Always. Okay. He's always my he's always my standard. It's like, oh wait, right, we want the Joker. Boom! Mark Hamill's there, no problem.
4: Okay. Okay, um, that's that's what
0: I'm talking about. For me, uh, Cross can agree on this one. My Spider-Man is Josh Keaton from Spectacular Spider-Man. Yes. Okay? Very much. Uh, my Bruce Wayne is Michael Keaton. My Batman is Kevin Conroy. Okay. That's there's stuff like that. Like if you say Batman's there, the first person you pop into your head, Kevin Conroy. Con- Kevin Conroy's there. It, right.
2: It's kind of like it, it's the comics version of yeah. Who's your James? Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Perfect.
0: Yeah. Robbie, so you have you have the Flash, right? Who else you got?
2: Uh Flash, uh, Tony Stark, yep. um w- Wolverine.
0: Okay, and, and
2: I really, really, really like uh even though the movies aren't really all that great this you know, I mean still good but not great, but um the amazing Spider Man. Uh oh, Garfield. Garfield, Andy Garfield. Andy, Garfield. Oh. I yeah. thought that he did a great oh. job. As, I
4: did too. As I Peter thought
0: about it. I'm, I'm not yeah. disagreeing with that. I just Have you seen oh. Spectacular <laughs> Spider Man yet? Ryan Reynolds is
4: Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds okay. is
0: Deadpool. Ryan Reynolds okay. is Deadpool. Yeah. Ryan Reynolds is um, Wade Wilson. Okay, let's get that. Straight. Yes. <laughs> okay. we, we never saw him Wade as Wilson. Deadpool. This, this, ah, but we did
2: get test footage of him as Deadpool. Touche, okay. touche. And did.
0: I think we did. all can agree that uh, uh, Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart oh, are, okay. yeah. are, yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. are forever
0: Magneto. And, and Professor
3: Though you know, I don't know if I can say that because Ian, McKa- um, because uh, the two young guys, James McAvoy and Fassbender, killed it. Oh, I, mean, I guess I mean, I mean like them in their like older states in their yeah. aged roles, yeah. In their classic yeah. states,
4: right? That's yeah. what I'm talking about.
3: Um, mine would be. I know this isn't a comic book character, but I have to throw it out here. I can't imagine anyone playing Indiana Jones. I'd like to, but I just can't. See, I you feel, know. I
0: feel like Indiana Jones should be uh, the new James Bond, where they just get somebody new.
3: I'd like, like to see him do that, but it's five, gonna be tough. Five, six know.
0: years ago, we should have got uh, Nathan Fillion to do Indiana Jones. <laughs> oh my god, my god! Wow. Yeah. Okay, so that that, that's what I'm talking about right there. Like, I agree with you when I think Indy, it's always Harrison. But it's I always like, Harrison. Yeah, it's always yeah, Harrison.
3: Okay. Certainly not um, Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> nope. I don't know what you're talking about. That never happened. Nope. It was a bad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, my other ones. Um, mine's obviously yeah, Iron Man two as well. Um. Um, Iron, yeah, Iron Man. Um, I would say Flash. Um, you know, I I I love Hugh Jackman. I love what he's done. He's not the end all be all yet to me, just because maybe because I'm such a huge Wolverine fan. I also think Hugh has been limited by the fact that they the movies won't necessarily let him get as rough as Wolverine needs to be sometimes.
0: Yeah, um, it's it's still the guy who did the uh, cartoon show for me.
3: Yeah, you know, he's that guy does do a great voice. I gotta give him that. Um, but other than that, you know. A lot of them I'm still up, and no, I will say Chris Evans has really started to cement Captain America for me. Yes,
0: um, yes. He, you know, you know what? I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna add him to my list. Too. Yeah. Especially right. when I first realized that he was in the the first Fantastic Four movie, I was like, uh, no. Yeah.
0: Bert, you got anybody on your list? We, we haven't heard from you a lot from you. We only got you know. Honestly, list.
1: I've been thinking about it, and um, a lot of the choices you guys have made have been good ones, but I, I think I. Of all the problems that Man of Steel had, Henry Cable as Superman was not one of them.
0: You know, I have to—I'd agree with that. I agree. Yeah. All right. I all like
1: right. Henry Cable as Superman a lot.
0: We're gonna—we're gonna cut it off there because LB's gonna yell at me and strangle me. But we're gonna take a quick break. We'll get a refill on our drinks and then we'll come back to talk about more stuff. And if you guys think of any more, we'll just fit it in at the beginning of the next segment. Sound good?
3: More drinks.
0: All right, get more drinks. We'll be back soon. <laughs> Welcome back to over a couple of drinks. I am currently drinking my Leinenkugel Kugel cranberry ginger shandy, because the wife bought it. It's quite delicious. Birch, what are you drinking?
1: I'm being cheap tonight. I'm having my second Mike's Heart strawberry lemonade.
0: You pussy. Hell yeah. <laughs> Robbie, what are you drinking? Jack. Bitches. <laughs> that's, not, that's not even true, but I'm gonna I'm gonna let it pass. Kraus, what are you drinking? Coco? I'm actually drinking a little
3: bit of Oberon, which is a character Chris Birch played in Underground. I had a silly hat. It's fantastic. You did. I played Nick Bottom in high school.
2: I played guard number two. All
0: right. I well, was. Also, po- you were. Sorry. I. You were easily Pac Robbie. That's easy to see.
2: Yeah.
0: All right, LB. Why don't you pick our next topic?
2: All right. Um. Let's see. You know, I, I want to hear about this. Uh. Triple X underscore Doctor Doom underscore Triple X for okay. Robbie. So so obviously that was just Bill's way of saying this is what the topic is. The real topic is. How much are movie makers uh, sorry, allowed, because obviously they're going change whatever the fuck they want. How much should they change from the source material? Um, the prime example of what I think is a no-no is turning Dr. Doom, who is a genius-level dictator of a Eastern European country and arguably one of the most powerful people in the Marvel Universe, yeah. into... A angry blogger. That's a no-no. We don't do that. We don't take a, a movie that is titled the Fantastic Four and think, you know what? Let's try grounding this in reality. Let's make it really lo-fi. Make them all relatable and just just something really, really normal and fresh so that everybody can feel fucking Fantastic. Okay, I got a little out of hand. I'm sorry.
0: No, it's alright. It's alright. Let, no. let, let me let let me me hit this first, because this goes back to what we talked about in the first ep- episode. It's the... I feel like they can change anything if it's a better story and it works. But if you're changing stuff just to change stuff, you end up with Doctor Doom Hacker Extraordinaire and fucking White Shredder from Turtles. Uh,
3: don't, don't, it didn't happen. I don't know what you're talking and,
0: about. And, and just, like, to change things... I
2: liked to- Turtles
0: what? <laughs> what? <laughs> I think, I think, um I think you just broke this podcast.
1: So I'm actually out if we don't get an explanation in the next <laughs> five seconds.
3: We're gonna boot you off the show. We're, we're is, that all considering... it, is that all it took for
2: me to get back to Dragon Age to say that I like the turtles?
3: Yeah, uh, we're seriously considering tying you to a chair and whipping your testicles with the car antenna right now. So
2: Um anyway, back on topic. <clears throat> um <laughs> My point is, you know, w- w- when the whole comic book movie thing first started, back with, uh, for me, let's say Spider Man with Tobey Maguire.
0: Mm-hmm. Not even X Men. Fuck you, dude.
2: No, you know, uh, no. I, th- I think, I think it was with, with, because I'm more familiar with with the Spider Man universe than anything else. Okay. So,
4: fair, 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 fair,
2: So, and this was actually, I didn't really a whole lot of comics at the time. Um, but for me, yeah, it was really like, oh, that's not exactly how it happened. They could have did this, blah, 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 blah. But then once I got into reading, um, like the ultimate timeline, for example, and, and realized that they have all these different universes, it's like, how are they supposed to follow the comics and movies when there's so many different comics themselves? Isn't the movie just essentially another rewrite of the story? And at that point I started to be okay with certain changes. Right. But fucking fantastic four, man.
0: Well, it's it, it comes. I guess there's a limit to everything, because yes. when I look back, I didn't like X Men two at all because I I was generally confused on why they would fuck up a story that was so good in the comics to just try to do something different. And Kraus was like, "No, no, it was the best X Men movie." And I'm like, "Yeah, but if you put that up against any other X Men story, it's not that great. It can't be that great. It isn't that great." And I would I'll even say. Days of Future Past, which everyone can agree, that's, you know, that's pretty good experiment. It was pretty good. Pretty yeah. Bad.
4: It was bad. It was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I would say, you know, as good as it was, it's still not as good as what the comic book was. Oh, yeah. No, I,
3: no. I mean, I think the thing with me, because I think everyone has a different standard for what is acceptable changes. I think everyone does. Um, Me, it comes down to the spirit of the characters. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, you've got to be true to the spirit, because I just accept that, you know, yeah, it's never going to be as good as the comics, because the comics can tell an arc over multiple issues and take all this time, A movie is two hours, you know, um, if we're lucky. The thing that I, like, you know, going off what Robbie said, like, yeah, I really enjoyed um, Spider-Man, the first Spider-Man. I even look back on the first X-Men, I'm willing to forgive a lot of what they did, because at the time, they thought that full-on comic book movies wouldn't work anymore, because of Batman and Robin. Um,
0: the only thing I hated out of the X-Men was that they killed off the villains. That was my yeah. Spoilers.
3: <laughs>
0: God that. Um, I, I'd, I'd actually like
2: to uh, to, to take Chris's point he mentions there and play a little bit of devil's advocate to my own mm-hmm. opinions and topics. As long as they you, your whole, if they stay true to the character. And um, the I spirit, read a the spirit, yeah. the spirit of the character. Yeah, uh, I read a article someplace uh, talking about it, and someone in the comment section had mentioned that there was actually a um, Doctor Doom story somewhere I have no idea what universe it is in if it was a one shot blah 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 whatever but basically he wasn't the uh, of, of noble birth like he was that we normally know and he was actually just like like off the street but he was able to in some way basically put himself into a position of power and to me okay you want to make him an angry blogger okay. If they can find a way in the first one, let's say let's say origin stories, right? To where he leverages himself into a position of power, because technically, even though he's just a blogger, he could technically, I guess, still be a bit of a genius. I don't know how that works. But <laughs> maybe. Maybe it can be done. Do well, I think the people who are making it can do it? No. But theoretically, could it be done? Sure.
3: I, mean, but well, I guess I mean, it Robbie, goes back to. Sorry, yeah, I was gonna say it goes back to what Bill said earlier. Just why, well, you know? My problem.
0: Huh? My problem is this: you're making him a blogger. I'm sorry, but Doctor Doom is a crazy, brilliant, smart son of a bitch who also a sorcerer. Is, who's a so that. vain. But that if he puts
2: blogs, a, if we he, can relate to that. Bill, if, we all <laughs> blog. No, 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 no. We all make podcasts. What,
0: what I love about Doctor Doom is that he has no powers. In the, in the beginning, he was just a guy who made tech, and he could go up against the thing, and Mr. Fantastic, and Human Torch, and beat them and say, fuck you, I'm Dr. Doom.
2: So maybe he is a misunderstood Czech genius that releases all of his <laughs> angst and rage onto his blog, oh, and, he, okay. and, you know, makes inappropriate cat memes it, and sends listen, them to read rituals. Listen, BJ,
0: <laughs> the only way this will be good is if you find out that he's responsible for every lol gay YouTube comment ever.
3: God, that Dr. would Do be genius! Gamergate. Oh my God! No, yes. Doctor <laughs> Doomer cre Doctor Doomer, that's what I'm calling him, his new hashtag. Doctor Doomer, Doctor <laughs> Doomer created trolling. Oh. That would be impressive. Was- I
2: hope that he. I hope he refers to everything as pound sign. I would yes. like to.
0: <laughs> <laughs> not, not hashtag because that's too pound sign. No pound, pound sign.
3: sign. Pound sign. Put yourself, Reed. <laughs> yeah I mean going back to Robbie's original topic because obviously I think we can all you all know, tell that we're all very frustrated with Doctor Doom because at the, the core of it Stan Lee wanted to create a character that one he thought would be interesting that had diplomatic immunity also was a genius also a master level sorcerer that could rival Doctor Strange you know um but like yeah if you want to look at changes like I'm okay with the changes they made with Tony Stark I was okay with some of the changes they made to some of the X-Men some I'm gonna put that there you know as long as you, if I think you're telling the spirit of the character. But if you're not, like, Dr. Doom, I obviously don't think it is. Yeah. Yeah, I just...
1: It, if, uh, it's kind of hard to say exactly, like, what is, like, to describe what is and what is not keeping in the same spirit. But yes. like, you know you know it when you see it. Yeah. Like, you know when you're like, okay, this character is no longer, doesn't have the same
0: heart as the character that was created. Yeah. Yeah. Like, When when you fundamentally change the character, that changes their motives and reasoning. And if it doesn't make sense, then you did something wrong. Yes. And and I don't see how we can get blogger Doctor Doom to uh, leader of a country, madman who can do anything, Doctor Doom. I'll tell you how.
2: I will tell you how. Oh please, please. Okay. Okay. This is how it happens. So Doctor Doom is an evil tech genius. Okay. But nobody quite understands him. Nobody wants to buy into his tech. So he has this blog that he does all of his stuff on, right? Talks about it, angsty, blah, 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 He manages to find himself an invitation into a Latvarian embassy cocktail party, okay? He gets close right. to the daughter of whoever rules the country right now, right? They start dating. They get married. Uh, horrible accident to the father. Dies. He goes to power with her. She dies. Now he's the ruler. Still evil. Genius.
0: Well, you know, that'd be great if it was a Dr. Doom movie, but it's not. We have to focus on four people getting superpowers.
2: Uh, except, Bill, they're not getting superpowers. They are being grounded in reality. Do you uh, really want to watch them?
1: It's going to be listen, dark
2: and gritty. Oh, listen, no. that's uh, actually, what everybody wants. Be somewhere between dark and gritty and not dark and
0: gritty. Listen, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't want a Fantastic Four movie. The best Fantastic Four movie I saw was a bootleg copy of the 1994 Never to Be
3: Released. Oh my god!
0: <laughs> it was the best one. It was better than the one starring Chris Evans, though it was not. That
3: different. was that was pretty. La- that one is pretty entertaining to watch, just from the pure the pure like just laughability of it. Um, well, you know, one thing I think we forget about Doctor Doom too. One in here is his original motivation for. Doing the experiment that eventually blew up his face, you know, um, was that his mother died and he thought she was in hell? Yeah, and because, he, was trying to,
0: he was trying to get the Mephisto. Who? Yeah, who? We can all hate
3: because fuck you, Spider Man. Oh yeah, God, freaking Mephisto, the magical marriage wrecker. Let's not even talk about that. That'll send us off on a whole other podcast. We already went um, there. <laughs> God. Uh, um, but you know, actually, Spider-Man's an interesting topic because going, no, 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 yeah, <laughs> going on the topic, spirit topic. No, no, yeah, going on the spirit, going on the, no, actually back on topic. He's using it like in terms of the spirit of the character and what people are okay with changing. You know, Burst said, it, it, you know, it is, it really depends on the person. Um, everyone's got different levels. I have a lot of issues with Spider-Man too. A lot of people love that movie. And again, that's another whole, uh, you know, podcast. But there's, there's a level there where I think the movie misses certain elements that are key to the character. Listen, you know,
0: you are you talking about like making uh, Otto Octavius a general good guy?
3: Otto Octavius also Spider-Man. Um, they leave out some key aspects in Peter Parker. And again, I don't want to derail it too much, but again, it's still one of those things where I, I think that right there, you know, that's a, a different level for me where other people wouldn't have that. You know, yeah. My my only problem with Spider-Man two was the fact
0: that he took his mask off in front of a whole New York subway, and no one said, like "Yeah, everybody. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't sell that
3: out for a billion dollars," you know? Yeah. Like, that, no one was going to take their camera phone out and snap a picture because we had that, camera phones then. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, like, I guess, yeah, you're right. There are certain levels to, you know, where it would be. So, where but do you, yeah, where, where does everybody stand? What's too far for a character? Let's, let's, uh, Albie, like, be yeah. pick us a general character and we'll just see how far it is too far for changing them.
1: Uh, a character that's already been done or? It
0: doesn't matter. Just pick a character, one that we all know. Doesn't have to be Marvel. Doesn't have to be DC. Just pick somebody.
2: All right, let's go with. That's uh...
1: <laughs> a tough You're question. On the spot, That's man. a really tough question. I mean, just
3: just pick. pick a like here, here, I think I can throw one out here, Bill. But I don't, don't, I, I don't, I don't, I like don't to want get. to talk to you. I don't want to talk to you. Oh, well, okay, okay. <laughs> well, wait, but I have one actually that I think you would but probably LB is weigh just in the on.
0: Sound
2: guy. i
3: am yeah, just, like just kind of rough.
0: hang out here. Let's mic, um, though for a reason.
2: Oh boy. Uh let's so like go with it. let's go with the Hulk.
0: Okay. So how far would be too far for the Hulk slash Bruce Banner? Birch? What you got?
1: Make him no longer the Hulk or Bruce Banner. Um I would say if they changed the basis of him not being him wrestling with his him with himself, basically. Um, if they change the idea of he is his own worst enemy, not to quote that song, but, um, <laughs> he, but like, if let's say, Hey, I don't even think that this far, but if you were to say like a villain somehow was in charge of when he became the Hulk, I don't know. It's like, it's, or can flip if, a switch. If, yeah, like, you know what I mean? Or, or if he get or if they put him in complete control of it, like if he was like, all oh, right, I can be the Hulk when I want, that's cool. Like, did oh, mm. well,
2: uh, they,
0: they do <laughs> that? <laughs> yeah, didn't. Well, I was about to say, what? They, what, what okay, separate, what I, I want to see. Avengers?
1: I want to see what they do with him in Avengers Two because I'm still a little confused about the whole. I'm in control now because I'm always angry. I want to see just how that really goes. Because
0: well, well, here, let me let me since I play devil advocate, there I can explain to you why that works in Avengers because he gets hurt when he turns into the Hulk and tears up uh, the helicarrier. He can't control yeah. that then. When he willingly changes into it because he has control over it and he's not in pain.
3: Yeah. Loki's so, staff was also
4: affecting
2: him as well.
0: Which that wasn't really explained that well. Robbie, yeah. what, what about you? What's too far for the Hulk?
2: See, I don't know because to me, until just recently, and it was only a small taste, I don't think they've gotten the Hulk right to begin with. Um, I'm going to disagree with uh, with Birch and say that the Hulk is Banner's worst enemy. And for me, putting him in a movie where you're trying to make the Hulk the good guy is wrong. Because well, the that's Hulk's what I, that's a what I mean.
1: Like, if they made him more of a, you know, by not being in control, it makes him his worst enemy, which is what makes him the Hulk. Yeah, so yeah, it's like, yeah.
2: Exactly. So, so turning the Hulk, not Bruce Banner, but the Hulk, into the superhero, the good guy that we want to watch. That's just wrong to me because when it comes to the Hulk, the entire dynamic there is Banner struggling with the Hulk. They are their own worst enemies, and I think it was in an an article or interview recently that I read that what makes the Hulk fun to watch and entertaining is the Hulk, as indestructible as he is, his worst fear is Banner and vice versa. So if you can't zero in on that, you're doing something wrong with the Hulk.
0: Okay. Okay. Okay, um, we're going to go to Kraus, and then I'm going to bring up a, a quote Joss Whedon said about the Hulk, and we'll talk yeah. about that. So Krause, what
3: what's too far for the Hulk? I mean, yeah, I think to echo what the other guy said, you have to, you know, the Hulk was based off Jekyll and Hyde, um, and you have to hit on the whole aspect of man struggling with his inner demons. I don't necessarily think he needs to be a villain, because the Hulk has very heroic tendencies, but the Hulk is just the dark aspects of Bruce Banner's psyche. And they're not all bad. They're just the parts that he tries to hide, you know. Um, but you have, to, you have to explore that aspect. If you don't explore that, you know, you've missed the point of the Hulk. Okay. I, I just wanted to bring up, because we're talking
0: so much about the Hulk, was a really good interview Gus Whedon had about Avengers 2, and writing the Hulk is a problem because he goes, you don't want Bruce Banner, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have it pulled up right now, and it'll take too long. <laughs> you don't want to have Bruce Banner being the reason why you're not seeing the Hulk. So you can't overuse him, but at the same time, you can't jump right into the Hulk because his only peak is raw, or smash things. And that gets boring after a while. Yeah. So I think a Hulk's a very tricky character. For me, I think too oh, far absolutely. would be, would be changing Bruce Banner, not the Hulk. The Hulk is what he is. He's a rage monster. If you change Bruce Banner to the point where he's greedy and not heroic, then you have a problem. You're funding. Yeah. You, you, that's the problem.
3: That's kind of one of the issues I have with the ultimate Hulk. They did that a bit with Banner. Yeah.
0: So basically, we've everyone has levels on how far is too far pushing a character, right? Yeah. And we all yeah. can kind of agree that Doctor Doom is too far. That's yes. Good Unless, God. unless they show us otherwise, because Robbie did bring up a very good reason of how a stupid blogger could become lead of Latveria. Yeah.
3: That's he's gonna suck, and that's the bottom line. True story. Yeah. That's that's, that's kind of that's kind of. I'm it. a
1: little concerned that we. I mean, I've been concerned, but I, we're. Less than six months out. We haven't got a single bit of footage. We, nothing. There's still rumors Is it that this that might that close fall to
2: being released.
1: It comes out in July.
0: Hey, Birch. Birch. Wow. You know what the other thing that did that was? Hmm? Ninja Turtles. Don't
3: talk, Don't talk about, about that it. movie, Don't Bill. Stop we've, it. We've been through this. <laughs> okay, oh, so. Sad. If you're 1940s, you can keep bringing up the Holocaust
0: around a bunch of Jewish people, Bill? Like, jeez. I on. would, because I have German blood. What up? Robin, oh, where God, do you want to go know. next? I was
2: going to say, pop- popcorn style. Popcorn style. I'm, I'm going to show you guys how to do a proper podcast segue. Okay? Oh oh. This is how we do this, all right? We were on the subject of the Fantastic Four oh. sucking. um, And I want to talk about reverting rights back to Marvel. Okay? Oh. We are... Had a little thingy here recently where there was the idea or the talk between Sony and Marvel that maybe they would get to play with Spider-Man a little bit because two new Amazing Spider-Mans, though good, didn't really do as well as what they wanted them to. No, no, Amazing
0: Spider-Man 2 wasn't good. Amazing Spider-Man 2 wasn't good at all.
2: Anyway, the point is, though, that they (laughs) must have looked at their numbers and thought, maybe Marvel can do better with this. They obviously have a good track record, right? And my hopes is the first two Fantastic Four movies, not all that great. This one looking to be even more garbage. Might they also look at the numbers and think, you know what, maybe the Fantastic Four is costing us more money than we're willing to put out.
0: Okay. So, I agree. That'd be awesome. And I know this is Chris's topic, Krauss, but I don't want him to talk just yet because I want to bring up (laughs) my idea of how Spider-Man would work in the Marvel-verse. Alright, you ready for this? I love it. You cast. Should some. I take my pants off first? Yeah, get ready. Yes. I'm going to take my, my pants off. Take your pants I'm off. Lights, my
3: pants off, pants off. Lights off, pants off. Lights
0: off, pants Birch? off. Birch? Birch, pants on? Your Birch, your pants on? Birch? They are now. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> this is how it would work perfectly. You put your new Spider-Man. I don't even care if you got Andrew Garfield back because, you know what? He did do a really good job. Put him in, like, say, an Avengers film. Put him in Civil War for all I care because, you know, that's pretty great. But then don't give him a movie. Don't do it. Spend all your money that you would do on a movie and give him a live action T V show. Oh,
2: Spider Man needs live action. He would flourish on TV. Because he does. He is because the best
0: on TV. Spider Man works so well on these stupid little high school drama bullshit. Yeah. He he I mean Peter Parker is one of the key components of what makes Spider Man work is that he has to juggle getting a home on time uh doing a homework, struggling with trying to understand girls like everybody here did. And on top of that, oh, by the way, Otto Octavius is out with his tentacles and he's fucking up everything. You have to go save them, too. Deal with it, Peter Parker. And that works so much better in a hour to 45 minutes, maybe even 30 minute time thing. Do a yeah. TV show where you have all these great things and then when you want to do a big thing, make it a movie. Or he shows up to the Avengers, you know? I think yeah. that would work. That would be the best way to see uh, Spider-Man back to Marvel. So, Cross, what did you want to say about Marvel? Yeah, his?
3: I mean, one, just on the Spider-Man thing, I completely agree. The only problem is the money. You know, unfortunately, it still would cost a lot of money to do his effects right. But they um,
0: got the Disney uh, money, boy. They yeah, <laughs> no, but they
3: want. They're, they're not going to want to spend that much. Gawalt, right? They're not going to want to spend that much on a TV show which can't make Guardian, them as much money. Guardians
0: of the Galaxy made $70 billion. <laughs> oh, hold,
3: hold up. <laughs> $70 You know what?
2: It depends on where you're putting the TV show. If you're just going to try and put it on ABC, NBC, Fox, you know, no, probably not. But you know who hasn't gotten in on the superhero hype yet? HBO.
0: Yeah. It's- Give you know what? Give me twelve solid episodes like Game of Thrones, and we're all set. Oh God, I would. 12, I don't, I don't how
2: much? Like how much are they spending on Game of Thrones per episode oh. now? It's ridiculous. It is. It is even, crazy.
0: Even that. Um, fuck that. Do twelve episodes on Netflix, like they already have a deal with with Spider Man. People will subscribe to Netflix. For oh me. yeah, people. It, with, then people do twelve episodes leading to a movie. So your movie yeah. leads from those,
3: that'd be fucking brilliant. It would be great. Um, so Marvel, if you're listening. Take note, Marvel. Yeah, take note. Please listen. Um, now, yeah, in terms of, of worth providing, I mean, rights reverting, can't talk. Um, you know, there's really very few negatives, I think, here that we all have to work out. The only negatives I see is one is that we might have to suffer through the Fantastic Four being awful yet again. And rebooting it again. And which means, well, what Marvel would probably do is put it on the back burner for a long time. I'm okay um, with that because Fantastic Four isn't that interesting. I'm okay. To, I mean, to an extent, because I I do think they can be interesting when done right. You know, because the thing that makes Fantastic Four interesting is that they're a family, and they're a family of superheroes. You know, um, but Guardians kind of already got that dysfunctional family aspect going on. You know what? Um,
0: you know what else did a better version of dysfunctional family superheroes? The Incredibles.
3: That is true. Well, The Incredibles is one of the best non-comic book superhero movies ever made, ever. So, would you um, say that they were incredible? Yeah, I would, I would say, say that they, they were, were...
0: fantastic. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> and There were four of them in there. Uh, more. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> um, no, but you know, hold on. Hold on. So that's the only did negative. I, I I see. Did I yeah. tell you guys that I actually realized that The Incredibles is The Fantastic Four? Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah, it, yeah. It, it actually broke down in my head where I went like, in syndrome. Was part of Mr. Incredible's life. Oh my god, they are the Fantastic Four. He's they are done. the Fantastic
3: Four. That movie is great. God, that's a good movie. Um, we need a sequel that. to that. No. Um. But yeah, you know. Uh, yes. I believe they're making one. In the Marvel verse? Oh, God, yeah, they need to be in the Marvelverse. Yeah, Um, they could be now. But no, I, so that's what I'm worried about is is damaging the property so much. I mean, we all know it took eight years between Batman and Robin and Batman Begins. And granted, we got Batman Begins, which was a great movie. But it was eight years that they had to shelve that property because they thought it was dead, you know. Um, And I'd rather not see some of our really, you know, some of our favorite Because I don't trust Sony still to be smart enough to pair up with Disney. I hope they will be. But I think, again, The Amazing Spider-Man I thought was solid. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man 2 had more issues. But I don't want them to keep ruining it because Sony was doing the same thing. They were just jumping ahead to trying to make this Spider-Man universe without looking at why, what made Marvel work. You know? Pay attention, DC and Warner Brothers. Yeah. And everyone. You know, um, Now, the only other negative, too, is you know, the, all I can say to an extent is Fox has been doing fairly well. So far with the X-Men universe, um, Mm. some, well, well, you know, I mean, not not just financially. I mean, honestly, first class and days of future past are up. There with some of my favorite superhero movies. The first two X-Men were very good as well. You know, X3 and Wolverine origins were awful and the Wolverine was okay. It's in, it's a, it's okay. You know, um, but again, you know it's again, it's not something that's so much that I wouldn't mind seeing them disbanded to see Marvel eventually take them. um I just guess, yeah, like you know for you guys, I'd open this up to you. Is it worth it to possibly see some good superhero properties like Spider Man or Fantastic Four be trashed until Marvel can get them back? yes, yes, yeah, yeah, I way, think so.
1: that's kind of what Marvel was I mean they're not at war with Fox, but they were like. Cutting off, they like well they stopped like producing Fantastic Four comics, yeah. which made them unable to like make new like merchandising or whatever. Yeah. So they
2: have uh, they killed off Wolverine recently. I hear that they're killing off Deadpool now, who's just yeah. done yep. his own movie. Yeah. Um, I think that it, I think it depends. I think like for example, Spider Man. If they got Spider Man back, I think they would probably put him to work pretty quickly. Yeah, I agree. Um, the Fantastic Four and X Men. I don't think that they would need to jump into those as quick because they are big enough groups to to be self sufficient to where they wouldn't necessarily have to worry about injecting them into the core universe. I think they could use them later to open up other uh, aspects of the cinematic universe, similar to what they're using Guardians for, uh, you know, as far as space goes, or even Doctor Strange for the, yeah. the supernatural side of it.
0: I read uh, an article when they were talking about, uh, when, the, when the leak came out, that they were in talks with them, and someone said, would you want Spider-Man back, and does Spider-Man need to be under this universe thing? Why are we trying to do so much universe things? And I got really upset, because Marvel has always been one big universe. Yeah. Always. And Marvel is doing something so unique right now that it's Awesome. And the idea that they were like, no, Spider-Man shouldn't be involved with the universe. Like, are you fucking daft? This is, no, Spider-Man needs to be in there. Spider-Man's like one of the great things is like he's fighting all these things. And all of a sudden Doc Strange shows up and goes, BT dubs this magical thing showing up. You got to help me fight him. What? That's the great thing. I don't know. I don't know what I was trying to go off of that.
2: No, I I understand what you what you mean. Because for, for me, Spider-Man, all right, obviously all heroes are unique in their own way. But to me, Spider Man stands out from all of them in a very specific way. You pick any superhero and they're making the choice to do what they do because it makes sense for them. You know. Uh, mm-hmm. Cap does it because he wants to help protect, you know, his country, the, the, the weaker people. You know, he wanted those powers. Um uh, the Fantastic Four, you know, it may have, might have been an accident, but they realize, like, you know, we have the powers to change things, we're smart enough to do it, we can make the world a better place, right? Spider-Man was in the wrong place at the wrong time, he was the last person that should have got those powers, and even with the powers, he still recognizes that it's fucking insane that him, of all people, should be doing it, and the only reason he's doing it is because it's the right thing to do. I have never seen Spider-Man be affected by politics and when all the other superheroes who are all adults in, in most well, cases uh, all, the, all from Civil War well all the spider mans that that I'm familiar with were always like the yeah. younger ones uh, specifically from, yes. from the Marvel yeah. timeline whenever they're out there being you know upset with politics or making decisions based on politics spider- Spider-Man it's just flat you do it because it's the right thing to do period and yeah. it's like how can in in the ones that I've read, how can a kid get that but Captain America can't? You know, how how, how can a, a, a high schooler get that but Nick Fury doesn't? And yeah. to me, that's what makes Spider-Man my favorite and unique amongst every other superhero. Because because Nick Fury and
0: Steve Rogers didn't lose their uncle.
2: By their direct cause.
0: Because great power, yada yada yada. Yeah, um,
2: exactly. Nick Fury lost his eye though, and that's kind of
3: that is, that is true. It's a sad Sam Jackson lost his eye, you know. Um Well actually there's a great moment in the ultimate comics with the that, Velociraptor, that Velociraptor took it out. The Velociraptor <laughs> took it out.
2: <laughs> Philosophy Raptor took it out.
3: <laughs> if Nick Fury um, did lose his eye, would he still be so angry? <laughs> uh, um well, there's a great moment in the Ultimate Comics with that, actually, where Nick Fury thinks that because of all this crap that's happened to Spider-Man, he's getting ready to take him down because he thinks that he has the next big supervillain on his hands. Yeah. And he, and he realizes that he doesn't because um, Mary Jane finally goes, you don't get it, do you? Like, he looks up to you and, like, and he just does the right thing, you know? And Nick Fury can't understand that, which is a great moment and is what makes Spider-Man a great hero. And honestly, again, going back, this is not really a topic, but I completely agree with you, Bill. Spider-Man does work the best in a serial format. He should be on TV. But I think we've talked about that enough. So to popcorn over, Bill, I want to hear about Deadpool. Okay, so uh,
0: when we started up with the concept of uh, the podcast, we just got announced that, yes, we're getting a Deadpool movie. And then we got leaked footage. And then we got better leaked footage. And now we have a release date. And I want to talk to you guys about, how would a Deadpool movie work? Because for a long time, I was like, I don't think Deadpool should have his own movie. I think he works better in a group. Like, the X-Force would be a lot better spot for him. But ever since seeing that test footage, I'm thinking he could work. Mm-hmm. And then we got the the hammer drop that it's going to be PG-13, which what? Really, really wasn't going to be a surprise because they want to sell stuff. Yeah,
3: it's PG-13, LB. And then, Wait, all right, all
0: right,
3: what is PG-13?
2: Actually, mean like like like, like
3: think you, about it. You get what you get makes... one you get one f bomb and you get limited blood and gore, very limited blood. That's why if okay. you go back and watch the Dark Knight, there's no blood when the Joker shoots anybody. Do we need that's
0: blood and gore for it to be Deadpool? That that's my point, Robbie. 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 I, you're on the right track here. Now think real quick. How would Deadpool react knowing that he's self-aware in a movie where all of his blood and gore is cut out? Hmm. <laughs> He would he would directly address the producers and the 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 audience going, Um, excuse me, that guy's head when I cut it off was a fountain of blood. What happened? <laughs> where it be like That's a great point. Where where like also the, the movie does that cheap little real stop and he's like, Time out, time out, time out I shot that guy with two hundred bullets and he's still a full body. This is some bullshit. And just like have him like put up, like, the, uh, like a little storyboard of, this is what's supposed to happen during this scene. You just keep an eye on it, okay? I'm gonna put it right down here in the corner. Alright, we're gonna play Noah. It's like, those things make Deadpool work. Yeah. De- Deadpool's off the wall crazy.
3: It'd be right? even funny if they started bleeping out his F-bombs and he got angry about it. You exactly. Know? Like- That's what I'm talking about. Like Limited what?
2: Blood and gore when they ran out of it instead of blood and gore confetti. Yeah. It's, <laughs>
0: it's like Deadpool De- Deadpool, like, have have a narrator voice. Be like, Deadpool, we've run out of blood and gore for our limits for PG 13. Add kittens. (laughs) Or Deadpool colors in blood and gore with crayon over the things. Yeah. I went back and made it look like it's supposed to. That's what I'm talking about. Like, you couldn't get around this PG 13 thing by Deadpool himself. So I'm asking you guys, what would you want to see in a Deadpool movie? Like that. Hilarity. Yes. (laughs) Hilarity. Yeah. Uh, would you want to see it live-action, or would you like to see it CG like the teaser was?
2: Or are they I think footage? That CG um, could work, or a combination of both. What I don't want to see—I mean, it could be done, but I think it would be really tricky— is I don't think Deadpool needs to be part of the universe.
0: Agreed. My problem yeah. is I don't yeah. know how the costume's going to look in live-action.
2: I mean, Who is uh? What studio is doing Deadpool? Because it's it's Fox, so it won't be part of the Marvel universe. Well, no, not part of the Marvel universe, but X-Men the, X-Men. I, I guess he's he's considered a X Men property, right? Yeah. Which is why Fox has him.
3: I guess. Um, I think you know, Bill, I think they can do the costume. I mean, if they did Captain America, yeah, at but, least deep, I think they can do Deadpool. But what my problem is like Deadpool has such a unique look with the
0: idea of like the little I don't know what do you want to call it hood part of his his head. Yeah. Coming off, it just the 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 CG test footage was so good. I was actually okay with them making a full 2-hour movie like that. Is my point. It's like I would be okay with that.
3: Yeah. I you know, I'd be okay with it too. I'd like to see it in live action just cuz I'd like to see Ryan Reynolds get a full-on crack at it again to re- completely redeem um what he had to go through cuz when you watch interviews with him, you can just tell like back for origins that he was biting his tongue so hard when they'd ask him questions about Deadpool and he'd be like, Yeah, you know, it's it's not it's it's not really like the the comics, but you know, it was just it was painful. So He's um, like, it's a thing. It's, it's a a, thing. yeah. Yeah, you know, I just felt so bad for the guy. Um so I'd like to see him get like a full on, completely redeemed version. But you know, I'm not gonna say no to CGI. Um yeah. and I have to agree with you, Bill, because I was and actually, until you just said that, I was so against PG-13 because, I w- I, you know, Deadpool is over the top. He is crazy. But if, if they address it like that, yeah, it would be amazing. That's the yeah. thing. Like,
0: his his character, you don't just think about him addressing the, the audience and breaking the fourth wall. He's breaking the fourth wall. He can do whatever he wants. And in, in a movie, you know, like a movie standard for media, he can do so much more than just being like, I talk in bubbles. Don't worry about it. No, he can be like, excuse me, Mr. Producer. Uh, my contract said fill 45, uh, scenes of blood and gore. Uh, yes, but contract AC double. I don't care. says you can only have 200 gallons of blood and you pass that when you ran over all of those kids. I didn't know <laughs> they were going to be there. You know, it's like you can have those hilarious moments. And honestly, I'd like to see him do a step further and do with what they did with clue the movie with like the different endings
4: that would be great
0: just put ryan reynolds in a a sound booth all day and have him riff track a bunch of stuff and put it on different random movies and have them as different like uh layovers on the dvd all right why not have it so nobody gets the same experience and it's always random always fun all right that's
3: deadpool and i you know hey they keep going i mean they got the guys from Zombieland to write the script so somebody up there wasn't a complete idiot and they got um, Ryan Reynolds back, so. And they got Ryan Reynolds back, you know, which I will say I want to give him a full-on chance again because one of the few good things about Origin was when he was Wade Wilson and just ripping, you know, in the elevator with them. Like, he did a great job, you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. That was the best yeah. part of the whole movie was that beginning
0: and the boxing scene with the blob because it was actually the, the best blob rendition we've ever seen. Um. You know, I mean, I like the
3: characterization of the blob. The boxing scene itself I thought was a little goofy, but his characterization I thought was good.
0: Yeah. So, yeah. Do you guys have anything else you want to see in Deadpool? Really?
3: No. I think I think
2: we can get one good. Even if the movie bombs, as long as it's true to Deadpool, I think it's yeah. gonna be great. And can you imagine the uh, like like the DVD extras? That yeah. Oh my god. That that'd be great.
1: <laughs> would be. Can you so imagine amazing. the the DVD menu?
0: <laughs>
2: yes. Oh, so
0: good. I just... The, it's going to be
2: so good. Uh, I have yet to play the Deadpool game. I have yet to either because they pulled it off a PC. so good. I'm sure it was horrible, but it just looks so entertaining at, and at, amazing and fun.
0: I heard that it's a very good spect- spectacle fighter. It's not great, and it's better than okay. And honestly, it doesn't last too long. If you are a fan of Deadpool, it's the best damn thing on the face of the earth. Exactly,
4: and nice. really, what more are you gonna be? What more are you gonna ask? Yeah,
3: yeah. And, you know, yeah. Going for Robbie said, "I'll take a fly if, if it's like a as true as Scott Pilgrim was. I will take a movie like that. I don't even care if it's successful. I just want to see Ryan Reynolds get to do a good Deadpool."
0: All right, so let's go over to Robbie's last topic: the fuck you Yahoo! Marvel isn't all the same. <sighs> <sighs> all right, Yahoo. so
2: essentially, what this Yahoo article was saying is that superhero movies. Are a genre. And that every Marvel movie released thus far Iron Man, Thor, Guardians, Cap, Ant Man they are the same movie. It went so far as to say, oh, Captain America 2 is a political thriller? You don't just get to put politics into a movie and call it political. Guardians Space Opera? No. They didn't even give any reasons. They just said that. Like, like h- 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 how can you be so blind? Okay? A superhero movie is not just a genre. It's not just, oh, hey, this person has powers, they do stuff, okay? Ant-Man, even though it's not out yet, I think is the best example. Is Ant-Man even really a superhero? No, he just has technology. It's going to be a heist movie. Except instead of finding a way to Ocean's Eleven themselves into a casino where they pick out the different machines and different ways that they can win. He shrinks down like an ant, probably walks through the vents and busts out of there some way. Yeah. Gah!
0: yeah. My
3: my, my I, I read that same article too. I would yeah.
0: I would agree that the the same complaint Krauss and I have talked at length at with Iron Man is that Iron Man all three movies are essentially the same. Tony Stark goes through the same Transformation of I shouldn't be a dick anymore. I
4: will give you that. I will give you that.
0: I will give you that, but I won't say that Thor is a standard superhero movie.
4: No. It's
0: it's it's more of a character study on how not to be a (laughs) douchebag.
2: You you wanna know the what I think would be the best example I mean it hasn't happened, it probably would never happen. But the best example for why every superhero movie isn't the same and why just being a superhero doesn't make you a genre, what they need to do is they need to make a horror film starring Venom. Venom should be a bloody-ass violent horror film.
0: Did you see the... Um,
2: yes, I did.
0: That I did. I know
3: amazing. exactly what you're talking about. And the, yes, Venom, the Venom short you guys are talking yep. about, right? Yeah,
0: the, yeah. With the French guys and the one guy from True Blood. Yep. Yeah. That was so- well, honestly,
3: that was good. I've said for a while Venom should be, like, a, in Spider-Man 3 it should have been a stalker villain. It should have been frightening because he, he stalks Spider-Man in the comics, and that's what made him yep. freaky. Yeah. Well, what
2: I, I think Marvel's starting to get away from, or, or, or they started to incap. the reason that Captain America 2 wasn't a superhero movie and was more political is because it wasn't just about Captain America. No. You, you, you yeah. had all these different people in it, and they, it wasn't just Cap versus the Red Skull. It wasn't a one-on-one yeah. thing. You had all these other things going on, and in a lot of cases, too, Cap wasn't in control.
0: No. Yeah. When, when I when someone goes, is the Winter Soldier any good? I say it's basically an ama- American Bond with some slight superhero aspects, like super strength. If you took yeah. out all the super strength scenes and things like yeah. that,
4: James Bond movie. Sure. Yeah. yeah absolutely. you yeah. would. And yeah.
0: I'm I'm sorry. One of the best scenes in Winter Soldier for me is that elevator fight scene.
4: Oh, I love the elevator. Ah, that was great.
0: Because it was it was a bunch of guys knowing they were going up against a super. But it wasn't really focusing on him being a super, so to say. There's like, this is the threat. You need to take care of it. And as operatives, they're like, all right, this is the threat. We have to take care of it. And that's what makes it not a superhero movie. It was a political thriller. It was a a spy game.
2: The fact that if this was just a flat up superhero movie, like I said, it would be a one-on-one. If it was a flat up superhero movie, Cap could have fixed everything. By finding the bad guy, Robert Redford, and punching him in the face.
3: Spoiler. <laughs> Spoiler. Yeah, but like... It, but, uh... It wasn't... Well, and also, shameless plug, uh, the guys that choreographed those fight scenes also were involved in choreographing The Raid, which if you like action, is an amazing movie, go watch it. Except,
0: except you should watch the original called Dread, because they stole the copy of that and came out first. What...
4: Um amazing no, the raid is
0: different than no, dread no 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 it's not the raid stole the script from dread when dread was in it was in production hell and then came out first and now everybody's claiming that dread stole them but it's not true okay really. i did yeah. not know that well, well, hey, the know. action raid is amazing. I have okay. to say that. yeah but, but yeah, when you look at yeah, i would i would have a hard time even saying that guardians of the galaxy is a superhero film well for one
4: none of them had superpowers. No. Strafton, to an extent.
0: But it was more like well, Star the fact Wars. That they're,
2: the fact that they're aliens, I mean, what's really super yeah. at that point, you know?
0: Yeah. You're right,
2: no, I wouldn't really call it a superhero movie either except for the fact no. that it's in the Marvel universe and you're absolutely right. It's it's, it's Star a- Wars. I don't think it's on as grand no. of a scale and, I, and it's obviously a lot more fantastic yeah. than, than what, what what Star Wars but is. I've said, but sure, I said, sure. It's, it's a
0: it's a fantasy science opera. fiction. It's a fan, it's, yeah. it's a fantasy science
3: fiction space op. Yeah. yeah. Um. The the one thing because I read the same article Robbie did, and the, where their logic falls apart is they start just deconstructing. Some of the formulas, they always say there's a big, giant, epic battle at the end, and, you know, it starts off with the heroes, and they usually get annoyed with each other, and they break apart, come back together. But what they're doing— Well, I guess The
2: Hobbit was a superhero movie. Exactly.
3: That's what I was just going to say. What they're doing is deconstructing action movie setups, and when you get down to it, there is no original storytelling. We have all seen the same story. We just see a different spin on it, you know. Um, So, yes, yeah, are there some similar— like setups, yeah. But all movies have a structure. I could do that with almost every movie. Well, okay. yes. Every now and then there's a weird one out there and weird indie flicks. But you know what? Blockbuster movies do, to an extent, all follow a different set of formula. But every story does.
0: You know. Then real quick, if you had to say there was a super, hero formula, for what would it be? For me, uh, it would be hero uh, gets powers, villain gets powers, they eventually meet halfway through, and then they fight at the end.
3: Yeah. And it's well it's essentially they're two old stories. It's either gonna be the hero's journey tale, which we've seen in tons of different versions, you know, the Hobbit's a version of it, Star Wars is a version of the hero's journey. Um, or it's gonna be like group of friends that need to come together to defeat the evil big overlord. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And it's that's a- more or less what we have. But you know what, that's describes God knows how many other action movies as well. You know.
2: Yeah, um, see I think that, that superhero movies are more of a theme than they are a genre.
0: Yeah. Agreed, agreed, and I. But I do feel like v- v- some of the superhero films have gotten lazy with mm-hmm. that, and we've seen a uh, a revival in. Hey, they have superpowers, but it's not the main focus in from the Winter Soldier up, kind of thing. And yeah. I think
2: that's what's important because is, I, is it shouldn't focus on their their powers because they're characters, just like you would get in any other film, any other TV show, any other anything.
0: Yeah, and I, I only say Winter Soldier up because I don't feel Thor: The Dark World went far enough. I'll
2: yeah. give you that. Uh, I thought both the Thors, in my opinion, were uh, though good are on the closer to the bottom for me when it comes to to what the good movies are. Um, uh, Iron Man three, I you know though I liked it, I'll say the same thing. The Iron Mans were way better in their in their earlier versions, but since Captain America. And with Guardians, they have surpassed any bar that they once set for themselves. I agree
3: with that, yeah. Um, and Bill and I have talked about this a lot. Is, yeah, you know, for a little while we were worried that Marvel was getting a little too safe. And like you said, Robbie, none of those movies were bad. You know, a lot of people freaked out on Iron Man 3, but I just want to put it aside for you. For all you nerds out there that are pretending to be giant Mandarin fans, shut the fuck up. None of you cared about the Mandarin before, you know, Robert Downey Jr. did Iron Man, all right? The Mandarin, like, nobody did. The
0: Mandarin is so, a racist villain, right? Yes, very. the
3: Mandarin is an incredibly racist villain, you know, who also, everyone talks about the Ten Rings. He didn't get the Ten Rings until much later on in the comics. He started off as a mad scientist that was racist, a racist caricature. Um, he was famous. But anyways, you know, yeah, none of those movies were bad. Um, no. But they all just were a little too safe. I wanted to see them take risks, and, and they did.
0: And, yeah. and and I know I've talked about it to both Birch and Cross about this, is that, you know, all things considered, if you really look at Guardians of the Galaxy, was still on the safe side from both a Marvel standpoint and a James Gunn standpoint. Well yeah,
3: compared to James Gunn's normal fare, that was if, certainly safe. Yeah, yeah
0: I would I would have liked to see a little bit more James Gunn in Guardians of the Galaxy because he would have gone a little bit that shit and I still think it would have grossed, you know, twenty bazillion dollars.
2: You know, I think what made Guardians a, a risk was the fact that they weren't pre-established. That's what a lot of people said. They're yeah. taking this little-known property and blah, 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 blah. And a lot of people thought that that was a downside to it, but I think taking a property that people know nothing about is actually an upside because then you have no expectations. Nobody went in to see Guardians of the Galaxy and said, no, no, that's not how it happened in the comic. That's not, that's what, that's not what Star-Lord's like. That's not how Gamora acts. No, no, no. They got Groot all wrong. Nobody knows who the fuck they are.
3: They got Groot all wrong. <laughs> Said
2: too many words. Hey, you know,
3: all all five Guardians of the Galaxy readers are probably yelling at the the screen right now, Robbie, for that. They <laughs> were right, but but I mean. <laughs> am I wrong? Like oh, like how many no. times when when
2: have you gone to a Batman movie or a Spider-Man movie and been like, "Yeah, it was good, but this is how they should have done it," you know?
0: It's, yes. Like, you're my,
3: completely right,
0: my, I think. My, my point is uh, I remember when they announced Guardians of the Galaxy and I was like, "Really? They're doing that?" All right, they're gonna need somebody batshit crazy to do it, like James Gunn. I remember saying that as an offhand comment. Oh, of
2: course you did.
0: No, I really <laughs> you, did. You,
2: you, you just foresee all the marks. They're gonna have to cast do. someone like Chris <laughs>
0: Pratt in the lead role. I don't know. No, oh, I didn't even know Chris that was, but I was. <laughs> like, yeah.
2: But uh, I think don't think ask- Chris Pratt knew who Chris Pratt was at, at that time because no, uh, no. James Gunn was the one who wanted him, but he was still fat from Parks and Rec. I remember how many interviews I read where he was like, I, I like was desperate to get into shape because when they told me they wanted me, I was like, what? They're going <laughs> to drop me if I don't get into shape. And I think I read an interview with James Gunn saying that, no, even if he wouldn't have got shape, we probably still would have kept him because I wanted him.
0: All right. Nice. Guys, uh, I got to go real quick. So, Birch is going to take over. We just got uh, Marvel Phase 2 rewrites. Just go through each one and talk about what you guys would rewrite, all right, I got a little right. guy, I got a little guy crying on me. So if I'm back before you guys end, then no big deal, all right?
3: Okay, man. Baby ba- baby daddy
1: bill. Don't all fuck right. it up, Birch. So, <laughs> yeah, brushes <laughs> on. So phase 2, um we'll start off with oh it's a, it's a great one to start off with. Iron Man 3. Um mm-hmm. let's go around and just uh everybody just like give a couple th- what do you think you could change? What would you like be, think that would make it a stronger movie in general?
3: Um Let's start with Cross. Alrighty, um, Iron Man 3. I'm going to go on the record right now and saying that I was not super upset with the Mandarin fake fakeout because um, I kind of thought Ben Kingsley was hilarious. Um, I mm-hmm. didn't necessarily like Guy Pierce coming out saying he was the Mandarin as much. Um, I kind of would have, you know, I think it would have been nice to keep it open that the Mandarin actually is a guy, but they were just kind of taking the name. Um, mm-hmm. My biggest thing is, again, what we mentioned earlier, is that I'm tired of seeing Tony Stark go through the same arc of like, I shouldn't be a dick. Now I'm going to prove to people that I, I am willing to sacrifice myself on the line. And he's done that since the first movie. Um, I wanted to see Tony find there's more of a consequence to his actions. Like maybe, I don't know if i kill off Pepper in that attack on his house, but maybe get her seriously injured. Um, I'd fucking kill her, but that's just me. You know, yeah, you know, to kill, I mean, I wouldn't have been okay with that because that might lead into a better arc of why Tony would support registration and, like, registering anyone with and superpowers.
1: Ultron? Why did it use yes. Ultron? Because I'm losing
3: people I love. Exactly. You know, um, I think it would have been very interesting. I know they don't like going that dark, but I think it would have been a cool art for him. And also, I wanted a better resolution to his PTSD than build something, because he was obviously already shown building things. Um Bill mentioned this earlier, so I'm kind of speaking for him. It wasn't my idea, but his. He said it would have been really good if he had seen um the kid, you know, the one kid that he's kind of protecting in danger and him just going, look, you still have, I still need help, I don't care if you don't have a suit, and him realizing going, you know what, I am more than just my suit. And he kind of does that anyways, but I would have liked that to be the realization that triggers him out of the PTSD as opposed to build something, which we've seen him, he's obviously been building things. Why was that different than what he had been doing before? Um But yeah, that's over it. I just want to see Tony Stark have a new arm, which hopefully he will in the Avengers, um, because it looks pretty interesting so far.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Um, And I think that what I really loved about Iron Man 3 was the the PTSD and how just paranoid he is because Tony really got a blast, of like, wow, this world is not what I thought it was. There's so yeah. much out there that I don't know about, and it scares the shit out of him. And I really like that, especially knowing where it's going with Ultron and with the registration and all that. Um, I think that uh, with the whole Mandarin thing, I admit, I will be the first to admit, when it first happened, I was a little upset in the theater. I, I felt like, and the reason I was upset was because I fell in love with the, the Mandarin character that, uh, Ben Kingsley had created. Yeah, Um, I will agree that he was. I just really enjoyed it. And I thought that what a unique villain. And, um, I, I, but the thing is, I really appreciate the twist because it's a brilliant damn twist, in my opinion, because it's like I, I was completely taken. I didn't see it coming for a damn second. And I love the idea of taking this, this terrorist idea that America has kind of built up and just completely, it's, it's a, it's a, you know, it's a facade. The real bad guy is this guy in a suit. Um, so, but I, I didn't like it at first because it just kind of felt like, oh, I'm losing this great villain character for fucking, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Guy Pierce in a suit who puts himself on fire and then says, oh, I'm the Mandarin. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're Guy Pierce on fire. (laughs) <laughs> um, but, but uh, yeah, but in general, I'm one of the guys who who thinks that Iron Man 3 was one of the best um, Iron Man films. I mean, I know it's it's up against Iron Man 2 and Iron Man. Iron Man is probably still my favorite, but uh, I think Iron Man 3 comes pretty close in terms of just, like, generally good movie. Um, but I'd probably – I would I would kill Pepper Potts because I feel like – like I said um, in response to yours, Krauss, I feel like it would – just jettison even more into a darker place for tony and it's like just that to me seeing that tragedy and him having to deal with that and then like having the avengers be like we i mean none of us have suffered like that and yeah well captain america had, oh and you know what that'd be even more interesting is if you see steve who's like i i know what it is to lose someone that you really care about you know so it's like and then they end up fighting each other i don't know but that yeah
3: that could have been a really cool opportunity i think they missed Mm-hmm. What are you thinking, Robbie? Uh,
2: I agree with a lot of what you guys are saying. Um, for me, the biggest letdown was, uh, Birch, you, you touched on this, was, was the twist. I mean, it, it's a fine twist, but for me, what they went wrong with it was that the Mandarin character that they had set up was mm-hmm. so much more interesting and just so much cooler than yeah. Guy Pearce's villain yep like like that's fine have your twist but kai should have been a lot more sinister a lot cooler and and he wasn't mandarin was the cooler villain and yeah. he was a fraud so it's like what does that say about your main villain
1: well and somebody uh, uh i was reading this review somebody compared it to batman begins and i completely disagree they were like well it's just kind of like you know like the liam Neeson thing with Razal al i said well yeah but they gave us Liam Neeson. Yeah, that, Neeson, it you know. like it wasn't fucking Neeson. It wasn't like it wasn't like oh Razel Ghoul is not actually Razel Ghoul, It's actually this other just random dude. It was. It's you, you actually know Liam I think Neeson. They fixed it. So it was even they, better.
2: They have a Marvel mini that that I think came with the DVD where it shows uh, uh, Ben Kinsley's character in prison and the actual the real Mandarin context. Yes, right. I think if they could have incorporated into the movie that, okay, so Guy Pierce was manipulating Ben Kingsley's character as the Mandarin for his own purposes. If they would have found a way, now, now granted that they wanted this, as far as I'm worried, to be the last Iron Man, so they might not necessarily set it up like this, but if they could have showed us, at least hinted at the fact that Guy Pierce was being manipulated by the actual Mandarin to use that himself you know, as the bluff, I think that that would have made it
1: that even might have worked. He just went reception on us, Robbie.
2: Exactly, that's right.
3: Yeah. You know, I, you know, I would have liked to see that too. Cause, and I will agree with both you guys. Just like, even what Ben Kingsley was doing vocally and everything, I really it's was so kind good. of bummed. It's so it really liked it. I wanted to see like, more of it. I
1: was, you know? like, honestly with the movie, I was enjoying it, but my favorite parts are when I was getting another tape from him. Like, he sent yeah. a, a new tape to the U.S., like, mm-hmm. you know, lesson two or whatever, and I was like, this is so interesting. Keep yeah. going, this is so cool. And then when the twist happened, I went, who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right?
3: Oh, exactly.
5: exactly. What are you doing?
3: Oh. <laughs> it, it was. It was It was kind of, it was a little bit of a bummer. But, um, but yeah, I think uh,
1: we touched on the biggest points of that. But um, here comes one that I, okay, Thor 2. So, Thor The Dark World, I don't know if I should start this, because I genuinely did not like this movie at all. Um, <laughs> I I
2: can take the lead on this one because yeah, uh, yeah. I actually I actually prefer this a lot more than than Thor one, which I almost wasn't sold on. I thought it was too cheesy in the whole in the little town thing. Blah blah. blah. Anyway, I thought that Thor two served its purpose. It didn't do anything spectacular or crazy. That's fine, but it served its purpose. It took us out of uh, it took us away from Earth. It mm-hmm. showed us a lot of new cool interesting things. Uh, it, it set up. Uh, you know the idea of the Infinity Stones, which is what um, I'm pretty sure the Aether was, or the Ether, whatever they call it, was one of them. It is, yeah. And even the fact that at the end they brought them back to Earth for just the final battle, I was okay with that. Um, so best Marvel movie, no. Worst Marvel movie, no. But did oh, it serve its purpose? Absolutely. Okay, yeah. that's that's really fair. I don't I like- think that there's necessarily anything that I would. Rewrite about it either, uh, more Loki. Um, as, as an ally, I think that Loki works best when he's working with Thor and you can't quite tell what his, uh, motives are. Now, I mean, for a lot of the times you can't tell what Loki's motives are anyway, but I think when you put him in an ally role, it gets even better and more interesting.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, my biggest, one of my biggest downfalls thing in the movie, I was like, "This is, I hate this villain." Malakith was just like, eh, I, "Yeah, yeah, I don't know if it was the actor, if it was like just how they." I just felt like he was a big old bad guy who wanted something strong and he didn't get it. And He got blown up. That's like, yeah,
2: I'm, I'll give you that, and I don't think yeah. it's the actor's fault. I think it might have no, just been the he writing. Did. He literally, he literally was it. just a bad guy.
3: Yeah, Chris Eckelson's a yeah. good actor. You know, he does. He's the yeah, yeah, it stuff. just felt like. It seemed like he was phoning
1: it in almost, and maybe that was just the writing, but it just, it fell yeah. flat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, echo what you,
3: t- oh yeah, sorry, go ahead, Chris. Yeah. No, that's pretty mm-hmm.
1: much it. Yeah, it was, my biggest thing is the villain, and I would uh, tell Cat Dennings to just go away. but <laughs> um, That's because I um, just, she's not funny.
3: <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah, because I kind of have the same feeling as Robbie. With both Thor movies, actually, I just kept feeling like they needed more, um... And a lot of it is what we said before. I'd like to see more, um, more Asgard. And I need, I want to see, like, I would watch a whole movie, honestly, just with Thor and Loki going back and forth, you know? Um, but even more of the Warriors three, things like that. And kind of, yeah, getting in a little bit more of dealing with Thor and how he's dealing with being a, a person of two. Now. I think that's an interesting aspect that kind of glossed over, you know? Um, and yeah, like, cause you know like what, like what you guys said, I love the scenes with them as allies and kind of this weird middle place. And I also love seeing the scenes of Loki grieving, but you're still unsure in his grief if he's still going to mess you up or not.
1: Yeah. Well, and you know? you see, I think you see some real genuine grief when it comes to his mother. Um, yeah. And that's, exactly. that was really interesting to see. So.
3: Oh, and his one line, you know, and I love Thor's line. Like, I wish I could trust you, you know? Yeah. Um, that stuff was just handled well. And I want you know, I think we really, we need to cut down on Derek's stuff. Um, yeah. I didn't hate Cat yeah, Dennings yeah. as much, but it's still like, you know, again, like we, I want to explore this world. You know, Guardians is the first one that's really been like, yes, we're going to dive into this completely different world and embrace it. Thor like hacked in it. And I think that's really where my, I was gonna my say, you
2: know, they, they, they talk about expanding their universe and using the Guardians to do it or using Dr. Strange for the supernatural stuff. Yeah. Thor is. Like, why aren't they tapping that? I mean, okay, but they exactly. already have him in, like, the, the Avengers or whatever, but they should totally be tapping that whole side of it. Like, that could open up tons of stuff.
3: Oh, easily, yeah. And I felt like they were doing a little bit of a tease. You know, I, I think, honestly, it was because at the time when they did the first door, they didn't know. You know, they had only had Iron Man, which they certainly didn't this expect true. to be that big of a hit. So they were kind of scared of it. And then with Thor 2, they kind of stuck to what they knew worked the first time.
4: You yeah, know?
2: Maybe, maybe um, in, in, Thor Ragnar. I don't know how many more movies uh, um, Hemsworth <laughs> has yeah. as Thor, but I would be okay with him, um, you know, becoming unworthy in some way, dying, whatever, and then passing uh, the hammer along to someone else and using yeah. that person to open up the the rest of Asgard or the rest of the different uh, the different dimensions and stuff. Yeah,
4: also, that'd be
3: cool. Also, did well, anyone think, notice um, in the trailers of um, of the new Cap? I'm sorry, the new Avengers. That Cap. When he picks up the hammer, kind of shifts
2: a little bit. Comes yes. Close. Do you see yeah. the, look Thor- the look on Thor's, Thor's face, face, too, when he
3: sees yeah. that?
2: Yeah.
5: Yeah.
1: So, Perfect. I think we are just about out of time for right now. Um, We will jump back in with uh Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, So, we'll take a little bit of a break, see if Bill comes back on. If not, we'll just keep on chucking without him until he gets back.
0: Wait, and we, um, All that's left is Captain oh, America and that. I mean, we should just keep going. Don't worry about it. We don't need a break. We'll just finish it up right now.
2: I was gonna say, okay. um, in my podcast, we go for three, four hours before we get even one five minute break. So y'all need to buckle down.
3: Ah, uh, no, we're we're, we're turn off the bench. I want all the ladies to notice that Robbie goes for at least three or four hours without a break. That is a fact. It's on record. It's on the it's internet. Canon. It's canon.
0: But but just but just like anything Robbie does, you will not get any satisfaction out of it, ladies. <laughs> oh.
2: Ouch! I would just like to point out, Bill, that you get tons of satisfaction out of the shit that I do.
4: That's
2: true. Oh, our Fox homeworld. You're welcome.
4: Oh baby!
0: <laughs> oh god! So, this just went to a different place. So we're, we're rewriting Captain America. Is that all right with you, LB? If we only have Captain America and Guardians, we might as well.
4: Yeah, we got all the time. All right. In the world. So
0: who went first?
4: Uh, we've been shifting each time, yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah Bill, we've been shifting.
0: Okay. <laughs> then, it
4: search. Was, it
2: was very organic. Keep going, it, felt, it felt right. Okay.
1: Um, there was so magic there. In general, after two movies, which the first one, like I said, Iron Man 3, I was like, okay, liked a lot of it. There was a couple things that really dragged it down for me, and after just genuinely not liking Thor 2 very much at all, Captain America 2 was the first uh, movie in Phase 2 where I went, yep that was just about better than sex um so
2: <laughs> um when cap 2 came out for me like flawless like like all marvel movies are good obviously but there's been a little bit eh, that this, 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 this they, they could work on for me cap 2 just was just hit it right on the head like I, that's that's what a marvel movie that's what a that's what a movie should be
0: yeah i mean i okay, i I, I put it as the best marvel movie to date still
2: yeah. Ooh, and so I mean, nice I, I
1: genuinely like, I really okay, yeah. enjoyed Captain America once. Then like going to this one and seeing how much it even improved on it, I was like, damn, here we go. This is cool. Yeah. And I was someone who went in, I knew little about Captain America, but the character himself, I did not think was going to be an interesting enough character to hold his own movies. And then I was like, oh, wow, good job, Chris Evans, and good you job writers. You
2: someone, like, <laughs> I forget where I read this, but someone pointed out, and, and, and I think that it worked best in this movie, is that Cap's powers or what makes him interesting what, what, what makes him super isn't his strength, it's not his, his strategy or his shield it's the ability that he has to inspire people that yeah. makes Captain America what he is and, yeah. and after seeing that movie absolutely
0: the yeah. only thing I say was missing out of it and just felt a little weird was that if this is about the destruction of spoilers, shield um, where was Hawkeye?
2: Did you know there was I don't know if, if if it got if it was a scene that got cut, um so we'll see it in like, you know, uh, behind the or extra footage or whatever, or if it got cut from the actual script, but there was actually uh something in in the script where there was like a chase scene where Hawkeye was basically told, kill him. Right? Oh cool. And there's I read about chase, this. Yeah. Yep, where Hawkeye's, you know, chasing him down. It's like it was like outside of the city, they're in like some can canon or can yeah, Canyon or whatever, and he finally catches up to him and, like, tackles him and takes him to the ground, and basically he says something to him that basically they have a tracker on you, right? Before Cap, like, knocks him out. And from what I read, like, like it sounded like it would have been a really really fucking sweet well, scene. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. My only thing is that would have been awesome, because then you'd have the Hawkeye at Shield being your inside man, and yeah. then when it comes down to taking down three helicarriers, you have Captain America, the Falcon and Hawkeye. Oh my god, what
3: Yeah. And you know, I mean, even if if they decided to cut him because they couldn't agree on whatever shooting times or whatever, Jeremy Renner, you just needed one line of like, you know, Cap going to Natasha, what about Clint? Well, you know, he's in Budapest or something. He's in Russia right now, deep undercover. I can't even get a hold of him. You know. Really easy like that, which explains why he's not there. Um
0: That that That's all I wanted, was something with Hawkeye in it, since he was a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent, and this movie was more about S.H.I.E.L.D. than anything yeah. else.
3: Um, I'd have to agree with you guys, though. I, I really don't have much to change in this movie at all. I was stunned, because, yeah, I liked the first Cap. I liked it. Um, I wasn't blown away with that, but it was solid. Um, I liked him a lot in Avengers. This one, you know, Chris Evans is a great, because it's hard. It is hard to play the Captain America superhero, uh, Superman types. And make them that fine line between the everyman, but also like Robbie says, is inspiring. You know, and Chris did, Chris Evans did it. Um, the only thing I'd add, and this is very minuscule, is I have a besides the Hawkeye reference, is I have a little line when um, when Nick Fury says to Chris uh, says to Captain America, and he goes, you know, your people didn't make uh, something. Well, he goes, you, you, you people didn't make you know concessions or whatever. They're, they're saying stuff like that. You know, they're arguing back and forth with the Helicarriers. And Chris Evans, you know, the Captain America basically goes, "Well, only when we had to." And I'm going, "Man, that's like I wish it, like Fury Fury would have pointed out to him, um, excuse me, Japanese internment camps. Let's talk about that, you know, because it is, it'd be, it's cool to force Captain America to look at the times America has done some really shady things. And this did that, but it would have been cool to see them do a little bit more. But that's a very, very, very small thing. Because honestly, yeah, I came into that movie and I was blown away, you know.
0: Alright, so last one is Guardians.
1: And again, <laughs> more. um, Even more, more of... Yep, 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 yep. And if, yeah. honestly, if Age of Ultron tops both of those, I'll be like, alright, yep.
3: I can die is,
1: Yeah, a, You probably will. You'll probably
3: die while orgasming in the theater, yeah, right?
0: Basically. I, mean, I mean, I could ask for 20 more minutes of Guardians and be more
2: than happy. I was going to say, you know, I, I, you, you could accuse me of just fanboying about it, but honestly... That film was just so perfect. Like, like there isn't anything about it that I think that I would change, or that I think that they could have done better.
0: Um, like I know some people were complaining that, um, shit, what's his name, uh, Lee Pace, Lee Pace, that they didn't like how straight edge she was. I like that. I think
1: I made it perfect.
0: Yeah, and I. But he's
2: a, he's a zealot.
0: That's that's yeah. my, my Th-
2: That's kind of the point. Yeah.
0: My my the thing I love is that he is a two and a half hour joke, and that's the best part. He is the straight edge to all these zany, wacky characters, and the payoff is the dance off. And his, which is great. His yeah. his, his his reaction. When, was when, when, the when, best
2: when he the first time he says what do you like like he I feel like he's not even in character anymore he's just, like it was just so normal and just straight oh it it was so good yeah and it then so yeah. Good.
0: and the second part the second time he says it you go that's how this character would react to this and that's the payoff if you're complaining about how one note he is I'm like no he is supposed to be the one note because yeah. this is the joke everything the two hours and a half he was on was the lead up and you know what it was a perfect joke. Yeah.
1: You know but, what I will honestly, say? You, go ahead. Sorry. yeah, um, I w- the only thing I would say about the movie that I, I not sold on Thanos just yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it's because I know the only reason they put that scene in there was to set him up for they were like we have to show him at some point because he's going to be a big part of this universe. And it just kind of felt oh, like oh, oh. I think you Chuck know Rowan's what? doing a good job, but like, I don't know. It just felt like I'm not sold on him yet. It's probably because I haven't seen enough of him yet. But yeah.
2: There was an interview with Gunn about this very subject because he got to basically do everything that he wanted. And the Thanos scene was the one part where they're like, you know, this has to be in there. Make it work. And he wasn't happy because basically this made his villain of his movie look like an errand boy, right? Yeah. When, when you have this yeah. big bad that's overshadowing him. But I thought that he used it great because we all know who Thanos is. We know yeah. that he's this ad Titan. He's he's this just incredible force. And the fact that Gunn was able to find a way to leverage um, Ronin in such a way that he actually got to stick it to Thanos gave him more credibility. That's yeah. It. So yeah. I thought that they were able to use him I very do like well the fact despite that, like, the fact.
1: nobody is on Thanos' side at this point. Like mm-hmm. everybody no.
2: hates this motherfucker. But, no. but
0: but you know what? We're all still scared of him.
2: Yep. Yep. We are. But yeah, honestly, the only rewrite is more because every time I hear of or see a deleted scene, it's like, why wasn't that in there? The yeah. uh, needed, we needed more Nebula, Gamora stuff. Yes. Um. The the end scenes that that were cut out, where it shows uh, Quill's grandfather back on Earth looking at a picture of him and his mom, or Nebula walking away from the crashed um, uh, fighter. Just just everything, everything else needed to be in there. Um. I wanted more of Rocket showing his feels.
0: God, that was a great I, scene. I, I do feel that they brushed over his feeling where he was like, I didn't ask to be made. I wanted yeah.
2: Oh my god, that scene. You I bet I bet if you would have spent just a little more time on it, you could have pushed people to tears with that.
0: Agreed. Okay. Yeah. That's that was my only thing. I was like, I wanted to see a little bit more of that.
2: Yeah. Um Groot is OP, but I'm okay <laughs> with it. Nerf Groot.
0: Nerf Groot. Vito <laughs> oh, please.
3: <laughs> um Yeah, I'd agree with everything you guys said. Uh the only thing this isn't really a script thing I'd add in there. Is I didn't like the motion capture Thanos. I wanted them to do the practical effects Thanos, um, with Josh Brolin in there, and then maybe beefing with a little CGI. But since they had so many characters that were practical effects besides Groot and Rocket, um I a Thanos isn't a guy I think that needs to be a motion capture, you know? Yeah. Um but other than that, yeah, like you know, Guardians, they handled it great. Like everyone tries to compare it to like a Star Wars or something, but actually for me, I think it's our generation's Ghostbusters. I could totally know, see that. Yeah, it's this bizarre concept that when you describe it to someone, they're like, This movie sounds awful. Like this sounds really stupid. But then you watch I it still and you're have like, a Oh my god, this works.
2: Yeah, I still have a friend who hasn't seen it and refuses to see it because they thought it looked like a kiddie show. And I'm just like, God, I want to oh, throttle you, well, you, but you're on the other side of
0: the ocean. Can we can we yeah. also can we also just talk about how much Rocket was a risk? Oh my oh, god, god, yeah. Like just but, like, when James Gunn was like, no, he's the heart of the movie, you're like, okay, yeah, yeah. And then, like, Bradley Cooper, and I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I like Bradley Cooper, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> Bradley
1: Co- <laughs> when Bradley Cooper's the heart of your movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you end up with know.
1: the hangover.
0: And, and you, 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 you say yeah, to you yourself, wait a minute, you mean the two highest paid actors? One just says, I am goo, and the other one's a raccoon. He's playing Jesus the elephant
1: man on Broadway right now. Really? Yeah. yeah.
0: That's cool. I walk by it
3: every day.
0: I mean, it's just, again, what they did with that movie is the reason why Marvel is allowed to print money and make something like Ant-Man. Yes. Okay.
3: It's why I'm giving them, it's why I'm still not that worried about Ant-Man, considering, you
0: know. Yeah, it just.
2: I don't, I don't necessarily see Ant-Man redefining anything or, you know, he's obviously not going to be the Guardians. He's not going to be Cap 2. He but just, I, think, I think it'll be okay. He
0: just has to be better than the Incredible Hulk, okay? <laughs> Which yes. is a very low bar.
2: All you have and, to and do. Can we just point out, like, like Paul Rudd to me has always just been, like, just a dude. Just an average dude. But dang, does he look badass. He's like, bad. like, he's been and, marvel-fied. That's what and, happened.
0: And, until he gets on that wing of that.
2: <laughs> he's been marvel-fied.
0: I just... Yeah, I'm just saying. I
2: I, I love that the sound effects they had for the ant was a helicopter. (laughs) Yeah.
3: I will say though, the way they they film his action when he's shrinking and stuff does look pretty cool. You know, I will say that. When
0: he's
2: suited up, he looks badass. He
3: really does. Yeah. And who thought you could make Ant Man look badass? If you can make the fight scenes like that.
0: Test footage that was what a year or two ago. The, yeah, that, like two years ago. Like probably. that good? Then I'm on board. I mean, you have, Wait,
2: wait. There was leaked test footage for Ant Man. Yeah, where like, yeah. he's he's like running, he's ago. like
0: running down a hallway as a small guy, and he like literally mile uppercuts this I dude haven't seen as this. he I haven't seen this. Like he,
2: you, you know what I think would really make the movie like like give it really like a good umph to the ending is because obviously Hank. Pym. I mean, I know this isn't Hank Pym, but but he was so many different superheroes. and He had so many different abilities, right? And when you think Ant-Man, you just think shrinking and talking to insects. But the Pym particles allow you to change your size yes. any which way. Yeah. But there's been no He's mention also of John that. Man. Yeah. I would like to see at the end of it, even if maybe it's never been touched on before, and it's Scott Lang that thinks, you know what? Why am I always shrinking?
0: Why don't I just go the other way?
2: Exactly, and the last fight scene against uh, I mean, I don't know how they, they plan on doing Yellow Jacket, who's supposed to be the villain. But yeah, I would, mm-hmm. I would like to see that.
0: So, to my, under, to my understanding, it's kind of a little bit Iron Many, where the guy who's playing Yellow Jacket just kind of reverse engineers the Pim particles to be his own villain. He
1: basically took over the Pim Company, and yeah, just, yeah. Uh, okay, so he really is almost like
0: Iron Man, and, and then yeah, Tur- and Turiel's there, and she's gonna kind of be like, "Why am I love with this dwarf?"
1: <laughs> <God>. <laughs> uh, and then Orlando Bloom is going to Super Mario jump up some fallen bricks and it's going to be yeah. <laughs> it's going to be fucking amazing
0: <laughs>
4: be
1: oh,
0: yeah. alright so that's just about everything we've hit um, everybody happy with this podcast? I'm happy with this podcast
4: I'm happy with this podcast All right,
2: oh. is that like a thing you do at the end you try to convince yourself that you're it happy with it could
1: what be what now <laughs> it's because
2: the let me tell you you will never be happy with it this, this, Every this, time you listen, you're gonna think of something else clever you could say, something else cool you could have done. It's never good enough, Bill.
0: Accept I, it. I'm aware of that. I mean, this, I mean, this, you know, this is our I'm, second I'm episode. We, we got
3: nothing. We, but we actually it. didn't talk about Gotham. But this maybe is maybe your we first listen.
0: episode. Yeah, we didn't talk about Gotham. The whole reason why I wanted you two jackasses on there, but you know what? I ain't got ain't nobody got time for that shit. <laughs> that can be a whole
3: other. Yeah, that can be another
2: podcast. We'll,
0: we'll cool. have you guys on and talk about that again, but it uh, hey, can.
2: can Can Crow show up on time, though?
3: I don't know. Because I I
2: wanted to play a little bit of Dragon Age before I went to bed tonight, and now I feel like
3: I've got time for that. All I'm I'm saying right now is that I do what I want, hashtag YOLO, so that's enough.
0: He's got his shirt off and he's drinking a milkshake, everybody. Don't worry about it. That's happening. All right, so uh, thank you for tuning in for over a couple of drinks. We were just a couple of friends drinking, having nerdy conversations, because you know what? That's what this podcast does. You want something more informative? Go listen to another podcast. We don't give a fuck. Uh, As always, I'm Bill Henning.
4: In fact, go listen to my podcast. Yeah, go do that too. Go
0: do that and then make sure you you pimp our shit so we can keep going. Uh, I'm Bill Henning. Chris Birch. And we'll see you next time on Over a Couple of Drinks.